I'm also impressed with right? how little I yell on this show. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm trying really fucking <laughs> hard. All right, now we're back. Uh, this is episode five. Welcome back to the Gansfeld Files. John, what's going on? <laughs> um, well, if you're listening to this episode, which, duh, um, I was a little silly um, at the top of the episode, uh, a little cavalier, one might say. Um, well, you're talking about episode four. This is episode five. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I don't edit this shit. I don't know where I am half yeah. the time. You're talking about um, the last episode. The last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel uh, a hint of of regret in that because what happened afterwards was not silly it was uh <laughs> kind of game changing for what you were doing with this show uh game changing in, in the fact that like i stated that i've had experiences uh doing these things and then for a long time i wasn't so much right but i was trying and i i felt that i learned a lot about what this process is um not so much specifically what is happening outside of it but what kind of connections can be made and my interaction with whatever that is. Um, I feel more... Um, the analogy used was, you don't, even if you're invited to a party, you don't just blast through the front door of someone's house with shit on your shoes mm-hmm. and yeah. no uh, party favors, and then just go, what are you going to give me, dicks? I came to you. I'm here. I'm on, you know, a hallucinogen, maybe, if that's how you want to do this process. Now, fuck you. Give me something so I can bring it back home and tell my friends I was here. Yeah, and these advanced entities are like, oh, <laughs> shut up and there, get out of my house. There he is again, homo sapien. That He's come douche. to fuck you. they here comes that talking monkey again, you mm-hmm. son of a bitch. Yep, he keeps sliding yeah. in here somehow, <laughs> just painting the walls with his bullshit. Yeah. You got to wipe your feet at the door <sighs> yeah. and don't come in with a hand open. Yeah. Don't just <laughs> demand. <laughs> someone's house. Where's the gift bag, bitches? I just got here. <laughs> I think that was one of the uh, one of the things that was said to you, too, is like, don't be mad when you don't get a gift. Yeah, that was, that was yeah. Um, one of the things you intuited. When, just before we went in for that second session, mm-hmm. I, um, I don't know how, I, I skipped through the recording, because actually the, I find, it's, it just, it's tad <laughs> distressing, actually. It really it <laughs> kind of fucks me up. Um, yeah. And you were like, I'm going to go in. And I said, I don't know why, but I have a really strong reaction to you not doing that right now. Like right. something about this feels like, I hate to use this word, but triggering, like I felt it in my body. And I said, I feel like I want to go back in based on how I'm feeling. And as I just about was to put the cans on and get under the light, I said, you know what? You don't just show up and make demands. You don't. Right. You can't. And this is me personally. Like the amount of times when James wants me to do this as an experiment, and as a control freak, I have a hard time just laying there and being relaxed and saying, "Okay, we'll see where this goes." I'm. I direct films with you. I. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything I do is I, I. And kind of how my life has always been. I power through everything right. I, de- I demand results i demand things get done because otherwise nothing will mm-hmm. and this is not that this is something else i'm playing in a world outside of my understanding <laughs> i'm playing you know i'm and it's it's more and it was respect and i realized that i said you know what? you don't show up in, to a party and get mad when someone doesn't give you a gift yeah. you don't demand it you walk in you hang out you you know get a lay of the land be respectful and then if you get something you go that's really cool thank you and then you fuck off 
Yeah. And I just, I felt that to my gut. And I laid down and then just went bananas. (laughs) (laughs) There was a point in that, um, that session, yeah, where you were lifted up to a higher place. And that higher intelligence definitely spoke to you and said, look, you're kind of being an ass Mm -hmm. right now, you know, which is like, it makes sense because we, we are human beings. We are flawed. We are, we just don't know like Mm -hmm. what we do. Like our mental thoughts are like byproducts and, and, uh, I guess waste Mm -hmm. in their realm, Mm -hmm. you know? So if you have a negative thought, of course it's like you're trash in their place. Yeah. (laughs) Because it makes its way out there. Yeah. You know, and then they're like, can you stop? Can you, can you stop mm-hmm. making it? Stop, stop you? <laughs> and then we're like, I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know how to If like, if there is, I'm, uh, I don't know if I've stated this. I'm not a scientist. Mm-hmm. Um, if there are dimensions that are beyond what we can perceive, yeah. um, they likely can still perceive us to some extent. They have yeah. something that's kind of like, you know, watching an ant. An ant doesn't know what the heck I am. It knows I move around, but the how I can watch them versus how it watches me is fundamentally different. Right. If they can witness me and witness this planet, they're most likely going, you guys are really just destroying your homes and killing each other for what? Yeah. No, yeah, you're not allowed to buy a house. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. You're not allowed to come <laughs> over here. You can stay in your place and trash <laughs> you it. You can trash your We're going to do our own thing, my dude. <laughs> and that's, that's, the, that's the idea we came to, like... We started to think about it and figure it out like, oh, yeah, we are definitely on the physical plane. We're trashing this planet Mm -hmm. for sure. But then on like the more mental and ethereal plane, we are also like we pump out a lot of negativity Mm -hmm. and like negative thoughts because we can't Mm -hmm. control our thoughts Mm -hmm. because we're very new to uh, this existence. I'd say human beings are pretty, pretty young in the whole aspect of the existence in the universe and all that shit. Like we can't control our own thoughts. Future advanced races probably can control their own thoughts. Like probably never, they probably never have a negative thought or mm-hmm. a thought that's like against their own will, you know, but, but we ha- we do it all the time. You know, it's not something we can control at least not yet. Even if you it's know? not thoughts, we've proven that we are not good at controlling ourselves in any capacity. We pretend to be, you know, a higher being and that because we once made tools that were better than everything else, and we're just as animalistic as everything else. We act, we're tribalistic as fuck. You can, yeah, whether still it's are. football, yeah. your country, like the stupidest yeah. things, you can become violent to protect. Yeah. And like, and the way everything is going right now is so obvious that we are terrible at it. Everything, everything. We're just <laughs> bad at everything. You know, we're good at making technology and, and stroking our own dicks, but we're really not good at anything else. We just—it's egomania. Yeah. So yeah, of course they. We would be an insult. It's like if so when, when you have a friend that has a new puppy that isn't trained, they're like, yeah, I'm just going to take it off the leash in your house. And you're like, I love dogs, but I'm going to punt that thing, dude. Like, you contain that. Yeah. It's, ev- it's just a mess. It has reckless abandon for all rules. <laughs> it's super cute because it's dumb, yeah. but also like do something this is uh, why would why would they treat us any different all right so yeah overall there, there was so there's two sessions there was the first session it was just kind of like an open session um where we weren't trying to get anything the second session was a remote viewing session um but we're just talking in general right now mm-hmm. um just trying to get a gauge of what your feelings are about the entire experience um 
we've kind of touched a little bit about that, like the some of those opening elements. I think mm-hmm. uh, what was first off, um, I think we've stated these things kind of before, so I apologize for you know re- to reiterating too many things, um, but it's. It's it's the it's the method of how we've learned to do these things to get better and and also like the thing that my therapist has been teaching me like instead of always controlling everything occasionally you just gotta l- just float and let let things take you just go just let see where the river goes yeah um, and with also with that within the experiment of just instead of trying to find or seek or demand, just saying, I see this, I see this, I see this. Mm-hmm. And just as it comes along, yep. whatever you see, whatever you feel, whatever your vibe is, don't try to, you know, let the 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 human part of me or the animal part of me uh, put logic to it. Just say what it is, float with it, and then we can kind of pick it apart later. And this was, I was a lot better at it. Mm-hmm. And in a way that I think was jarring to both of us when both in and out of the session. Like what I was just saying, like, James, I don't feel like you should. I don't, like, I never felt you were unsafe by yeah. any means. Yeah. I just felt a, a, a strange level of dread um, about it. But I, I, and I wasn't, and that was me also not trying to put like dread or a word. It was just, I don't feel this. Yeah. And then at one point, like, I'm not really much of a cigarette smoker anymore, but occasionally in the right circumstance, yeah, I have one. And we, we had a, 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 a your roommate's tobacco was available at mm-hmm. the time, and I was gonna I was gonna roll a cigarette for myself. And even then, yeah. it was after it started, it was like no, like I don't want these like man made chemicals around me or in me or mm-hmm. like you know blurring the process, you know, changing my brain chemistry. It was yeah. just like keep the space pure, keep the space uh, open, be respectful, and and in ways that we we've touched upon, but never really like went after the gut feeling of and just like, this is how we're doing it today. We always went, right. okay, you do it. And then I do it. This is what happens. Let's go hang out. We'll have a beer, maybe a smoke. And we'll go do it again. It was just kind of, it was the process. And this was more like, I'm feeling exactly this and I'm going to speak that truth. And then we should react with it. Cause for whatever reason, that is the communication that I'm getting. And then there was even times where outside of the experiment and recording where I would say, I feel like I'm being witnessed still now. Like mm-hmm. there's something, at one point I said, like I felt like the house was, obviously we're still in your apartment, but that it was, what was happening outside of it was different. I felt contained, I felt claustrophobic, yeah. I felt witnessed, and I felt like if we're gonna do these things, we have to do them because at the moment, like it felt in every way right um, uh, to go after it. And then even more so, like the what, which strengthened, it's so hard to talk about these things because there's like no words, you know, you just, again, you're just, <laughs> yeah. you're just speaking about a lot of feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, we went from like, yes, like we've stated, we take a little bit of uh, hallucinogenics to kind of, uh, and it, as a way I like to keep saying, it, lubricate the process, kind of open our, our minds yeah. and souls or mm-hmm. chakras, whatever you're into, to these things so we can go do it. Um, and it felt heavy and weighty and thick in the air. And the moment I was done with the second uh, experiment, all of that went away. Even you felt it in the room. You're yeah. like, oh yeah, I just, I don't feel stressed about this anymore. I don't feel, yeah. and we went from like, you know, we got a little bit of in our heads going on right now with losing a gen to mm-hmm. bone sober, like just to the point where like, we both yeah. said it to each other. Like, I don't feel anything anymore. Like it just, I think that was the most uh, illuminating was not just seeing wild stuff, feeling things in and out of the experiment, feeling, uh, I guess, attuned 
to something. Yeah. Whereas um, usually with mushroom trips, you you taper off. You mm-hmm. slowly come down. But I think as soon as you said it, like, yeah, I think I'm done. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. It just like I was sober. You were sober. We both have different body types, too. Oh, yeah. And it takes, I think it takes either you a little bit longer or me a little bit longer. I, I think, think it takes me longer. You, you tend did, to yeah. get sillier before I do. Yeah, yeah. So it hits me earlier. And of course, our, our come down is going to be different, mm-hmm. too. But this was like, you said, I think I'm done. And it, yeah, done. The that energy completely changed in the room. It just, it felt like, before it felt like thick. Mm-hmm. But this, then it felt like, uh, like empty. Yeah. Like yeah. whatever is here is now. No yeah, longer whatever here, was gone. witnessing uh, had moved on. Yeah, and that's uh, and I think that was also part of the like James, you shouldn't go in right now. Yeah, for whatever reason, like, it felt like like no, they they want they they're not done with me yet. They've already opened something with me. I have this line ready to go, mm-hmm. and something something was I think there was almost expectations on both sides. Right. Um, so it just felt like you know do what we're doing, and then it just it moved on from us. Yeah. I have no idea how to uh, to really. I don't know how to instill that feeling. It was bizarre. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, and it was like, I, I think what it was was something was was communicating directly to you, um, and I can. I think it felt like disingenuous to add me to the mix mm-hmm. because it's like, okay, this is a special thing for you. Mm-hmm. Don't bring your trash human friend mm-hmm. to to the and don't make more of a mess mm-hmm. you know yeah, it's trying to invite you. your friend to the party you weren't he, he wasn't invited to yeah you weren't invited you were either invited. you yeah you weren't even invited you showed up yeah. and i said you're cool don't start texting your friends and be like how's this bro and dude like, let's everybody do it come in. Yeah. No. yeah uh and the other thing too i think um we had talked about was doing some kind of uh cleanse before we do this again mm-hmm. you know like some kind of uh frankincense or sandalwood or something like that um, before we go in there so we can, uh, spiritually, um, disinfect ourselves before we go into their space. You know, I think that would be more respectful. Mm-hmm. Just kind of clean all the, the shit off mm-hmm. of our bodies, yeah. you know? Um, which makes me think about like, a like a church, you go into a church and they have those like smoking mm-hmm. incense boxes, mm-hmm. you know? So what they're doing basically is like cleansing the room so they can connect to that higher entity, you know. Um, and there's all different sects and different books and religions and stuff like that. I think that all that shit gets kind of muddy mm. when, <laughs> when all you're really trying you to don't do, say. <laughs> when all you're really trying to do is get a group of people together and connect them to the higher power, the higher plane or existence. You know, I think people focus too much on the stories and the who came from where and who yeah. saw what on a mountaintop and all. Well, I think it's, uh, it's actually kind of interesting because like what I just said is I don't know how to fucking describe any of this. Yeah. I, and part of like I, I, I stated, I'm, I'm actually, this is the most uncomfortable I've been on this podcast <laughs> to talk about any of these things. Anyone who knows me know that I. John is humble. Right. I, I don't give, I will talk about anything. Oh yeah. Uh, brazenly. And the more uncomfortable the room is, the more I probably like it. And <laughs> he gets off of in. Yeah. Like I want to, F, I just want to fuck with people at all times. Yeah. And this, none of this, the stuff that we do here, as, as much as I, why, I like to respect it and do like work at it. it I'm still a, a an asshole like I just like 
And it just, I, I don't know what to say, but I know that to me it felt true. And I knew, I know that having you in the room, that you were feeling and experiencing some of these things too, mm-hmm. that you were listening to the, to the yeah. crazy stuff that, that I was talking about. And then if you bring in like what you just said about religion, if any, you know, uh, a shaman or a whatever, like experienced anything outside of his understanding that he can't put words to, of course this would happen. He wants to, or she wants to, or they wants to bring this to other people. Obviously, mm-hmm. sometimes we're talking about just, you know, profit manipulation. But for once, I won't rag on religion continuously. Yeah. <laughs> but like, if you are going to try and bring that to people, how, if I try to say like, hey guys, I can, I can show you how to, you know, talk with other beings. I'd be like, how? I'd be like, I actually, I, I don't know. I actually, I, I, actually I, I overstepped I mean, my bounds can... <laughs> there. Uh, I don't know. Have a beer with me and we'll microdose something. We'll see what happens. Like you just, you can't. So then you have to put human world words and terms on it. And then that just only just gets more and more complicated as people want right. to get it out to more. Like you have to make it make sense to a lot of people, even children, uh, to bring them in. And I couldn't do that with what just happened. I would be, it would be massively disingenuous and I would be lying. <laughs> yeah. It's really hard to put into words. And, and the whole time too, like you were, I, I never did it that night. Uh, but the whole time you were doing it, I was kind of feeling the same things. I was feeling exposed, mm-hmm. like something was looking inside of me and like seeing all the icky stuff and like sorry (laughs) yeah you got actually yeah you got kind of um i would say almost a little like seen frustrated freaked out like when i started saying like this is how i feel you went oh yeah and just like started cleaning your room like things that like not exactly what we were going but it was like we're gonna clean ourselves we can clean the room later like this is just work (laughs) with this but it's like you started like i could tell that you were you were hosting you're like i gotta make this nice for whatever the hell might be here and it, yeah. you were feeling it. I was, I was definitely feeling it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, but because we never do that, we never like prepare mm-hmm. for these types of things. We don't prepare ourselves and our bodies and our, we don't disinfect spiritually speaking before we go into it, which is like, now I should, you know, and now I'm thinking, I'm thinking back to all the stuff I've read about witchcraft or ceremonies, the occult, it's all the same. They all say the same thing. Like you have to like clean yourself before you do any type of ritual. And I'm like, well, duh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that just, that just confirms it right yeah. now. It's like this experiments that we've done with on this podcast and off the podcast have all been just experimenting. We don't know how this shit works. And we don't really have, we don't have an occult background. We have a film background. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, we don't have like, a, um, we're not, we're not uh, occultists or, or Wiccan people. We're not even scientists, but we try to use a scientific method. Um, but yeah, I guess it just comes from experience. You just learn as mm-hmm. you go with this stuff. And then you learn how to be respectful to that, to those entities and those things out there. So, and I think, to try to like to to bring some structure to it i uh, there's two different parts to that first open session that you did so there was a first part was just kind of like you were seeing all of these entities and you were like in the wrong hood so to speak um <laughs> that's how i put it yeah. yeah um and a lot of them didn't want you looking at them mm-hmm. you know they were just like get out of here don't don't look at me don't put my uh, dirty laundry out there. 
Um, but then, you know, some darkness uh, covered your vision, and that's when I smudged, and it, and it pushed them all away. But after the smudging, that's when you went to the church, temple, cathedral-type place. So I think the sage actually, it got the bad guys away, but at the same time, it transported you to this higher like realm. So it's more, more like a holy temple within that. So it could have been like a maybe one dimension up. Like <laughs> maybe you're in the lower dimension and like then suddenly you're transported like one up. And then now you're with these like holy elves who are like, man, you got to keep it clean in this motherfucking place. You can't come in here with that, that bullshit. <laughs> maybe that's, I don't know. See, that's just, that's just from my experience. I don't know. Yeah. It, um, I guess almost to kind of, to stay with the analogy we've already been using, I, uh, it almost felt like uh, the initial where a lot of people, well, people, things, whatever they were, uh, were gathering around me. They would kind of, like I was saying, they'd like pass in and out of my vision. Some would stay really peripheral. Some would kind of be right there. And some, they would like poke in, poke out. Some would stay longer than others. Mm-hmm. I would say to stay with the analogy, it was almost like I showed up to you know a house party and I knocked on the door. There's plenty, or even if it is like a, a church that's busy doing something, yeah. it's not just going to be one person, a homeowner coming out. It's going to be, you know, the people there. Yeah. And I felt like they were, they were like, well, what's this, you know, skin monkey in the front door? Uh, should someone talk to him? Did he bring a pizza? Um, and they all, came, they all came out to say what's up. And then... As you would do if a stranger shows up yeah. uh, looking weird, there's going to be some aggressors. They're like, you don't yeah. belong here, dude. Yeah, what, what the are you fuck? Doing here? Yeah, and some of, them, some of them were obviously kind of more aggressive and in my face. And then what was really interesting, as I was describing the moment I would describe one of the aggressors, they would truly lean into my vision. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I guess the best way, the way it kind of felt wasn't, I didn't feel like I was like standing up facing people it felt more based on the vision like i was laying down which i was so maybe that's why um but i was laying down and the group was gathering around me and then leaning over me mm-hmm. so when one would flood my vision it felt like they really leaned their whole body and face okay. close to mine and it would darken that part of my view and I could kind of feel them. Like you can, you can hear it where I'm like, ooh, that one got in my face. <laughs> you know, like it startled yeah. me. It caught me off guard. And if I stopped talking about them, they would maybe leave. Some of them would, the moment I talked about them, would jet. Like they would oh. run away, yeah. um, which was interesting. There was different personalities. And then a couple of them, they would lean in and really like, don't you talk about me, bro. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know who you are. Like, yeah, who are you? Who are you even talking to? What's going on here? And they'd lean in. And then as that started to ramp up and it became, in a sense, maybe obvious to, to them that I didn't belong, then at one point, like, my whole vision was covered. Like, I had, mm. and again, there's a big, bright red light in my eyes. And it is, it, yeah. you can't escape it unless you put your own hands over your own eyes. Yeah. And at one point, like these shadows that were literal shadows in my vision that could get closer and take out more of my view at one point leaned in and just covered my view. It wasn't pitch black. There was still the red hue, but instead of being this big, bright, like red, orangey, yellow thing, Mm -hmm. it was really dark, deep blood red. Like there was a shadow blocking. And uh, uh, to to reiterate for the the listeners, 
um, the Gansfeld effect is where you wear ping pong balls over your eyes. It's a ping pong ball cut in half. You put it over your eyes, and then on top of that, you have like a red light mm-hmm. on top of that. So that's that is what what you were seeing. Yeah, there's there's like and you in the recording a couple of times like oh I didn't realize my own eyes were closed like because mm-hmm. the the light is so bright mm-hmm. you can't really escape it. If your eyes are closed, it's obviously a tad darker. Open, it's bright, but because it's with the ping pong ball, which is uh, uh, it's not a clear thing. I can't think of the word I want to use there. Uh, like opaque. opaque yeah. um, it always allows for just the color and just mm-hmm. the light. And so like you can't, you cannot avoid it. So to have things making that dark in your head, like, I don't like <laughs> well, in, your, in your third eye and yeah. 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 Like we, yeah. we were talking about that occasionally when we've done this with new people or even when we were first starting, we'd be like, Oh, did you put, did you put your hand in front of the light? Mm-hmm. Like, no, I'm sitting on a chair 10 feet away from you. Like, but it, yeah. The way it plays with the light, it you, it's indescribable how something can cover that light that is not there. It's just, it's just that third eye. So, yeah. and then I think once, because, and it was interesting too, because there was a couple of times where I communicated, where he was like, I can tell you're nervous right now, James. Mm-hmm. And when we talked later, you're like, yeah, yeah, I was not, yeah, I was really nervous. I could yeah. just tell your energy as well, which is why I think we were more linked than we were aware. You were feeling what I was feeling in a lot of yeah. ways. When you got freaked out by all that, you smudged the room. I could smell that, obviously, and I, mm-hmm. I felt that calming uh, reaction from it. And then it just went from like shadow to bright again, just and brighter than before, like much more yellow, sunny mm-hmm. than red. And then it, then I started to get the cathedral effect. It started to feel like I was looking up uh, into some sort of holy place, a place of community or worship or whatever that is, whatever, however you, you know, bring people together in that way. Right. And I think that was me stepping through the door and that like, as you said, like stepping up, mm-hmm. uh, you know, stepping in, I stood at the door. I stood my ground respectfully. Right. We did the things that we needed to do in that moment to kind of cleanse me though briefly. And then they let me in. Mm-hmm. And then it was much more of a guided, friendly, Hey, you know, come hang out with this. I still felt like I was always laying down and looking up, which is a strange thing that I don't even know how to describe really. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I went from like, now I'm inside, I'm in this place, I'm seeing a cathedral, I'm seeing the ornate aspects of that. And I feel in a place of community and, uh, and warmth. And then they even said afterwards, like, I feel like I'm now I'm outside of that. Like I'm out mm-hmm. in the courtyard hanging out with them, but it still had the same energy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah which is weird because it's like like you're in skid row and then all and then all of a sudden now you're in a different completely different place you know which is odd um i took some some notes as i was listening back <laughs> it's uh yeah it, it's weird because it's like i i all I have to go on is just what you what you tell me. Mm. Like I haven't actually seen these things. Um, long tube of fractally snakes dancing, <laughs> and then like oh yeah, and then there's the, there's a man bear. I forgot about that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. When you said that, I was like, oh my god, Jesus. So was it like was it actually like a bear head in a man's shoulders? Or yes, like <laughs> the it, so it's like n- none of these things were o- overtly clear. It was mm. like it was like if you got brought to something with lots of 
people and things happening, but you have to do it with your eyes closed. Like, and you, like you can't even really hear. Like you're you've lost a lot of your senses, but there's still an interaction. Like you right. still can feel uh, that there there are things there. Like with us, it's you know our literal feeling, our literal skin, our smell, our hearing. Mm-hmm. This is more like internalized. It's more in your gut. It's more just you you kind of just pick up on the vibe of the situation and have to flow with it. So nothing is quite literal. The uh, base level summary was everything is, you know, red, green, not green, red, green, <laughs> red, orange, and yellow. Right. Um, and, uh, and then it starts to like fractal and you'll see a lot of geometrics. And then it started to morph into something, like I kept describing like very like it was like skin in, in a sense. It had like a skin-like texture within all of those elements. And it was it was like a in a room where it's just always morphing around you. It's it's mm-hmm. it's uh it's just it lacks true shape and form and but even that form uh I guess uh, um like with a like it's like a worm in a situation where like Worms don't really have the consciousness, but they're mm-hmm. reacting, they're moving, they're folding, they do, they work. And you, yeah. you can tell that there is an intent yeah. within what the worm is doing, though it lacks the faculties to, to describe those things. But it, you know, it, yeah, the to, worm... It doesn't have a thinking mission at the same yeah. time. But it reacts to its environment and it, you know... Yeah, it felt that way, but like trapped in this like globular uh, thing. Um, and it was always so, even like the creatures were always just shadow play. They didn't quite have human form. Like one of them, I said the aggressor, I could see like his shoulders. He had the, he had very broad shoulders and a bit of like a head shape, mm-hmm. but a lot of them were just kind of noodly creature. Like if you just told like a kid, draw a, a creature uh, of any mm-hmm. kind, they, they're, they're going to give you the elements of what a creature should have. Some, some legs. Uh, maybe a head, maybe like the the shapes of a creature, mm-hmm. and had those. It was more like reading that personality on top of what the hell am I looking at? Were they solid or translucent? Translucent, or? Um, yeah. like they were shadow. So okay. it wasn't like they were fully black. There was still a red hue um, mm-hmm. within them, um, but they yeah they would block they would block the light and move. The 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 man bear definitely had a bit more of a. A particular shape to to draw that analogy oh, out. Yeah. Um, some of it was the energy of just um, versus just like meeting, you know, maybe an aggressive dude. This was more animal at the same time. This had more of an aggression. This had more of a um, threat factor, um, and then just something about the shape kind of brought that out. Maybe. Uh oh. <laughs> Is it something like that? Yeah, a lot more like that. A yeah. lot, weirdly, a lot more like that. James okay. is currently showing me a photo. It says, shamanic drumming, the magic of shape, shape shifting. And it is a shaman and a, a drawing of a shaman in like a bare skin. But it's yeah. not, he's not wearing it like a costume. It's draped. And then there's other ornate things and uh, ribbons and cloth hanging all over it. So it loses true bear and man shape. But you know the mm-hmm. elements are there. Yeah, that's how. Yeah, it was that's, a lot like that's that. That's how it looked. Yeah. Okay. That's that's what I was that was I was suspecting that, because that's um, some kind of. I have to research it, but uh, it's some kind of like a shaman uh, shapeshifter type thing. There's a ritualistic thing mm-hmm. where they wear wear the the bare head and like the bare skin, mm-hmm. um, and and probably um, 
maybe even become a bear in in the ethereal world mm -hmm. like if you were to just look at it it's just a guy with you know yeah. a, a bear on his head <laughs> but mm -hmm. but in in terms of the higher planes the ethereal he probably takes on that form yeah so and he probably appeared to you i mean i don't know maybe this was like some kind of ceremony that happened like a thousand years ago maybe. you know back when like native americans uh were roaming the plains of united states mm. it's possible and uh, i guess this is you know of no point but maybe i guess that's how i just always play this game i don't know um <laughs> my my partner uh for the, we've been dating for uh, a little over two years now um her one of her nicknames for me is bear she likes to call me bear bear mm. um i don't like have bear things um mm -hmm. i have no history of mentioning bears yeah i've had no interactions with them um like when she first met us we were doing the movie where uh, we used a goat head mm -hmm. and I think goat heads are awesome and metal is all hell. <laughs> and like I was at that point, I was always talking about the goat a lot. I kind of wanted to get this goat head tattoo. And then for whatever reason, she just started calling me bear bear. And I started just kind of drawing myself to more of bear imagery and analogy based mm -hmm. on that. And it just felt I was like, yeah, that feels right. I like being like something like anyone who knows me, I got a bit of a fucking, I got an anger thing now and then mm -hmm. can really lash out at people. Um, when I'm angry, uh, and but I'm also really protective. Like I maybe I have bear-like qualities in there that she mm -hmm. picked up on, and she can be very spiritual. Maybe this is somehow aligned with that. Maybe it's know. a parallel. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> but yeah, or maybe that's what like primed my brain for that. You know, that image uh, was Could be. knowing that she calls me that, or maybe something was not knowing what my connection to bear was known I have it and then put something out there for me that was like familiar sure. to my aura or whatever connected you to that maybe it's like a, a spirit animal mm -hmm. type thing but I'm cool with that bears are awesome yeah but it was like kind of getting in your face too mm -hmm. you know which is weird yeah it was a little aggressive <laughs> bear guy doesn't and like in concerning there. like I was definitely scared but I was also never scared yeah at the same time uh it's all um Correct me if I'm wrong, but all the stuff that, that happened in that session is all pretty much clairvoyant and visual. Nothing physical happened. Mm -hmm. Your your uh, your mind wasn't transported to another place. You were mm -hmm. just kind of, yeah, okay. Yeah, this one of the, uh, I would say the core differences between, um, and maybe I'm wrong because I haven't seen what you see. I take what you get. You tend to get very literal imagery. Mm -hmm. um, like you've very much felt like you like landed into some eyeball monster that's completely <laughs> covered in eyes that you were like walked into his sitting room and he was just like, hey, What's up? and you disappeared. Or the time you saw, uh, you took, uh, you were uh, trying to do the same thing but with DMT, oh, seeing yeah. the chain thing up and you, yeah. your description was, and I, it's, your, it's your, your, your thing, you described it. It, it, felt, it felt like a, uh, distress call from a dying civilization and like what i what i was seeing is images of that look like humanoid figures but didn't have any um it just had the shape it didn't have any facial features or anything like that and they had on their planet like mastodons sort of like large uh type animals and like the big takeaway from that was like this planet is no longer habitable for these light beings for whatever reason and they needed help. And, uh, yeah, 
that was pretty much it. yeah the, you you <laughs> described it as like, you were getting their distress beacon yeah like and it then was you a, shot in to take a look and it was like well this is ending this whole planet is ending yeah this world is ending because there wasn't there was along with those images there was like it's this audible uh message that kept repeating was like um like get the message out mm-hmm. that kept repeating 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 so that to me kind of felt like okay this is some kind of like psychic message that was like pre-recorded long time ago and probably it, it could have been happening right then it could have been happening billions of years ago because you know sometimes yeah, things take a long time to travel to our solar system um but i don't know that was weird yeah like, that it, really fucked you up it's not a usual dmt trip Mm-mm. you know like some people <laughs> they're like oh i see fractals and you know, there's like some uh, DMT elves and stuff like that. Like I had never heard anybody describe no. that. <laughs> no, before. that's why I think it's fascinating, and I think it's added to uh, some of my past frustration of not being able to 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 do these experiments and achieve the things that I'm seeking or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because you get such literal wild nonsense, and I'm like, I don't know, I see some shadows doing weird shit. Yeah. But I, it was nice this time to, instead of saying like, hey, fuck you, shadow guy, bring me an eyeball monster, fuck off. Like, you know, like <laughs> making those demands of this is what I'm going to make this trip yeah. was just going, well, this is what I do. This is what I get. Let's see where that takes me. Yeah. In a sense. And that's what it brought it so much further. So it's, it's fascinating that we can do similar things, but with just a different level of like vivid sight. I never get anything vivid. I get lots of gut pull like i still pulled great things out of that uh, the envelope session we did oh, the yeah. first time oh yeah so i can find it but it for me mm-hmm. it's just i'm not playing in the literal uh, for whatever yeah. reason mine's always more ephemeral but i feel it yeah yeah i'd say mine is more i guess mine is more passive and, and visual um the uh, the experience with the goat god w- was not passive at all that was very active you know <laughs> It was just like, I was there and he was talking to me like mentally, like through telepathic communication. That was the only time I had anything that was very, um, interactive, Mm. you know, um, I didn't see, uh, hands coming down to like try to reach at the goggles. That was, that was your thing. Yours, your, that was more interactive. Mine was stuff was like, I have a lot of passive stuff where it's like, oh, I'm seeing this piece of that, da, 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 whatever. Um, and this last session you did with the, with the Gansfeld, like that was very interactive. Mm-hmm. That was like you were interacting with all of these, all these beings, and a lot of beings, not just a one. Lot. A yeah. lot. And like was, you went to a party. It was party. weird because I was kind of keeping track of them too. Like these are things that are A, don't look like anything. B, continue to change form. Yeah. But I could track them. Like there was the yeah. one I, at, at, at some point I go like, oh, that one didn't like me talking about. He just went off to the right side of my vision. Mm-hmm. I would start looking at the rest and I'd go back and I could still tell he was there. It didn't look anything the same. It, that one was more just orb shaped than the rest. Right. Um, but still just like, well, that's that one. That's the guy who's mad at me. That one's just hanging out. Like, and they would move and I could still tell you who is who. Like, wow. Yeah. You could pick up on their personalities. Yeah. It just made sense. It just, Weird. from the gut, this is who this is. And this, and uh, yeah, something about it just all made sense in that moment. It's like if you, you went to a party and then you got to know everyone there, but no one has a physical body. Yeah. Yeah. I, so it's just the f- personality is just kind of floating around in this mm-hmm. amorphous. Like the, what's the, uh, 
there's a certain uh, like neurological disorder where people can't see faces correctly. Like they just can't oh, yeah. discern faces. Yeah. Um, but they still, you know, know people, pick up personalities, pick up voices. They can find a way to still discern, but they just are face blind. Face blindness? Face blindness. It's kind of felt like that. Like I yeah. knew, but I couldn't describe it. Other than like this one has wider shoulders and this one's kind of more circles whatever like this is the most i got on circle guy for you, man. Yeah, circle guy he was cool he was shy very guy, shoulder dude guy. didn't like me but i get it uh i like i understood his personality i'd be the same way if a you know a monkey walked into the party be like who's this no no he's not coming into the <laughs> house i don't know you i'm gonna flex on you for my friends he's just shitting on the floor right <laughs> anyway uh you want to take a break let's take a break let's take a break well when we come back we'll talk more about all this crazy stuff God. Yeah. All right. The end of the world. Welcome to the end of the world. <laughs> We're recording now. Yeah. The world is ending. One podcast episode <laughs> at a time. One at a time. Um, yeah. So when we when we last before our break, uh, before we broke, we were talking about the um, the open session that you did mm-hmm. for. Uh, Last time we did it, and uh, how crazy it got. Um, I still have trouble putting it into words. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's what makes it <laughs> such a hard podcast. <laughs> but I, th- I think like well, the whole time, um, if you listen back to episode four, you'll hear me like giggling in the background. Oh um, really? And, yeah. I, I heard a little bit of that, but I wasn't sure if that's what I was hearing. <laughs> yeah, like giggling and gasping and like oh, <gasps> like that, and like oh. Um, but you'll hear like I, I I'm giggling because like I'm I'm high on mushrooms. But at the same time, <laughs> at the same time yeah, I'm like it helps. Yeah, I it's hard for me to believe mm-hmm. and hard for me to wrap my head around. Because if if someone just said like Yeah, I'm seeing a floaty globule monster, you'd be like, What the fuck did you just? That's say? nonsense. You're on mushrooms. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, yeah. At some point, you said there was like this yellow glob. That was like floating, and then like you went inside the glob, and there was a bunch of faces staring at you. And I was like, "Oh my god, mm-hmm. the what the fuck?" Um, but yeah, thinking back to like my yeah my exp- my experience of just sitting there. That's what I've been really was... curious to bring up on this is because it's if you just listen to what I'm saying without context, it's nonsense. It's it's insane. Insane. It is. If you didn't know what was going, like that dude needs to be put away like that dude's off his shit he's schizophrenic yeah but like because what was going on but also like especially because normally we just like we said we just kind of go back and forth this time i was like no you can't for whatever reason like i'm putting you on edge because i'm feeling these things i'm describing experiences while not doing the ganth felt how i feel about the room and the space and being viewed and i'm just putting this on you I'm yeah. just lumping it on your shoulders and saying, trust me, this is all nuts. Let's go again. And then it got even weirder. Hey, what was that experience like, That even just hearing those things? But how does that make you feel like kind of teetering between like cynicism and I believe it? My friend is being weird. Is my friend in danger? Like all of mm-hmm. that spectrum that I know that you were feeling. I definitely felt... Um you know, um, kind of afraid for you a couple of times because it, it felt like there were, there was dark entities like surrounding you. What would you be afraid of happening out of curiosity? I know I would be too. And I don't think I could say what I was scared of, but what, what would you, what what would you even imagine that the potential fear is? I've thought about this a lot. And my biggest fear 
is that when I'm sitting there and someone is doing the Gansfeld and I'm just watching them, my biggest fear is they sit straight up and look right at me and just start laughing like, <laughs> yeah, like something possession like yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do that to you at some point. I'm going to wait two years so you forget about this, and I'm just going to do it. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I, I, that's, that's what I'm afraid of is like something comes in and like possesses that person who is viewing and takes over and has some sort of like psychokinetic power or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Some kind of exorcist Do you shit. normally believe in like possession or demonic opportunity like that? I didn't. Yeah, I Until, still really don't, but I would feel the same way as you. Just like, yeah. because I don't know, I'm not going to cross that possibility. Yeah, I'm not, yeah, not going to fuck with it. But it, it's always in the back of my head. And, and especially with the birthday um, weirdness, like I didn't really believe in spirit possession or anything like that until that happened. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess there's some truth to that. Um, but yeah, I guess that's why I get so nervous when, like you say, like, oh, there's something dark floating in front of me. Or this hand is trying to reach under the, the the goggles or the ping pong balls, and I'm like, God damn it, fuck! And like, I'm afraid that that you'll get hurt in some way, because yeah. I don't want you to take any physical damage as well as like mental damage. I don't want them to, I don't know, like screw up your brain somehow, um, or cause some kind of like irreversible psychological damage. Yeah. Like, also, or, like, yeah. yeah, good luck taking him to the hospital or something. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Oh, well, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> I mean, like, what you're happened? all going to jail. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gansfeld, that's what happened. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was playing with... And, and of course, and it's... Uh, the other thing is, like, it's unknown. Yeah. Like, we're playing with stuff that nobody has a really good grasp on, except for maybe shamans, maybe medicine men, maybe... <sighs> Somebody who is a medium or a natural psychic, you know, they might have an idea, but me and you, like, we're just kind of like normal chaps, you know? <laughs> Average. No one has ever called us that. Are you a chap? <laughs> do, do I do you identify as a chap? No, they usually call me a cunt, but cheers to that. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, it's... It's, but yeah, that's my fear though, is yeah. like some kind of like damage will be done. And you got to be afraid, like, you know, the early, the dawn of man, you could go out and be like, I don't know what that is. I probably shouldn't fuck with it. And no, it's a wolf. It just ripped my throat out. Like, yeah. you know, you might not have the words or the understanding, but it doesn't mean don't be cautious and don't oh, be yeah. silly with it. So when, when you are watching those things happen, what do you do? Well, I got the sage on standby. <laughs> yeah, you do. You quit. I've been that. like, well, and actually, uh, after our last episode, I created an altar in my room. Um, so I have some like dried uh, orange peels, and I have like a little uh, bowl of salt. I've considered getting holy water. Like, I need some tools. Covering all bases. Yeah, yeah cover yeah, the bases, yeah. man. Because I, I'm, I'm starting thinking about like I need tools to, to be able to ward off negative entities if they come in. But then I think about it too, like, well, what is negative? Are, are we just perceiving them to be negative or are they just, that's just who they are, you know, True. as long as they're not fucking with you, as long as they're not coming in and trying to like uh, scratch you or physically hurt you or in some kind of way, if they're just kind of like getting in your face, I'd say that's really not, it's really not that bad. 
but then um, what also like what is bad and yet from that point like yeah you can't always tell the psychological damage and maybe till later and and like I, again i don't believe in demons in any r- religious sense but like there's also the fear i know i feel of if we tap into something like in a ghost movie like can it come home with you can it latch yeah. on like that's yeah. one of my greatest fears i'll fuck around but don't you come to my fucking house all yeah, right don't, don't, don't no, you don't come, come home <laughs> that wasn't the invite yeah i think that that's my fear too is that some there would be some kind of attachment i think i'm afraid of possession i'm afraid of uh some sort of like amityville mm-hmm. situation where it's like you're gonna come home and like be really aggressive and like kill your partner when you got you know, like you know, turn into an axe murderer, which is not in your personality. Mm-hmm. You know, it just suddenly this very violent behavior manifests. You know, and I would I would feel really, really bad if that if that happened. Well, I would so. hope so. <laughs> <laughs> but also, in, in, let's not stick on the, that subject too long because it's not within this podcast. But mm-hmm. if that did happen, what would you even do? Who are you going to tell? Who would be like, why did John know, go man. crazy? Mad microdose some mushrooms and put a red light in his face and like okay we didn't ask you like <laughs> get out of this funeral like you i imagine that like the the damage that would all if if this is any of this is even remotely possible being in a place where you might have been asset to something that led to me uh you know being harmful harming myself mm-hmm. whatever yeah and then not being able to tell anyone truthfully about what happened, not being able to stop it because it's outside yeah. of your rhetoric, and then knowing that from then on that is how I'm viewed, and you can't do anything to, to yeah. change that narrative. Like yeah. that's a whole lot of weight on your shoulders. Yeah. And, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and while you're sitting there for what an hour, not even, we do twenty minute sessions, mm-hmm. but with all in all, like you're sitting there for a while with all of that. And it feels like the, well, the last time you did, it especially, it was a, it was twenty nine minutes specifically because I was editing today. Um, but it felt like hours, oh, yeah. hours, hours. There was so much drag. depth. There was so much depth to what you were seeing. Mm-hmm. You know? And there was no break. Jeez. It was nonstop. Yeah, it was just like, do, 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 do. It was constant. And I've never really done that before. No. That's the hardest I've ever gone on, just like rack details. And like before, in these earlier sessions that we did, not on the podcast, it would take a minute. Mm-hmm. For things to start to come into your vision, it takes sometimes it would take like five minutes. Sometimes nothing would happen. Yeah, sometimes really nothing. nothing. Just lay there yeah. and get mad. Yeah, like oh, Fuck. nothing's happening. Um, but this time, like, you went as soon as you got under the Bam. red light, fractals immediately, fractals mm-hmm. specifically, and fractals kept popping up. That was the same kind of imagery that kept coming up in your session, which I thought was interesting. Um, that is, I would say, out of uh, both a the the things that we do, and then just our casual uh, fascination with uh, hallucinogens. Um, I like I, I don't get the literals like you, but I always get fractals. I get the melties, um, and then I get my the one that always is most weird for me is when the space doesn't any anymore feel like the space. I feel like I'm inside and outside at the same time i'm mm. here and there that nothing ever feels defined anymore i get a lot of that yeah. stuff dmt it can go real real haywire real hard <laughs> um but still it's it, even if the colors are bright and there's like you know, sharp line i get more of that dmt they're still lacking literality is that a mm. word i don't fucking care it, it, it's not literal mm-hmm it's like more metaphorical for you usually dmt is still big and bright and Mm -hmm. like uh, mushrooms is usually a lot of fractals lights get brighter things kind of ebb and flow the walls breathe um sometimes i can get a little further out of that dmt um is 
it's like the whole world turns into one of those adult swim commercial promos where it's just mm -hmm. like, we're going to give you 20 seconds of pure animated chaos with no justification, no background, no nothing. We just let an artist go ham. It's a lot of that. It's just like grip on, like grip into the couch <laughs> and just go. And it's yeah. hard to describe. And then what's even harder, like when I'm in it, I've been able to describe things to you. Once I'm out, it's, it's a whole different thing. I can't describe it anymore. It's gone. It's like, right. it's only in the moment. I can give you some gentle synopsis of what happened. It's, it's, it's only in that moment. It's like it was a treat, but then you're not allowed to go run around and share it. Yeah. Which is, it's, it's interesting to me sitting there, what, just, just listening to you describe these things. Cause I'm like, holy shit. I'm, I'm also like, I'm, I'm spellbound as well as, um, frightened. You know, I'm intrigued. Um, it's it's interesting to watch where you go. You know, um, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I just don't know how to like. I don't know how to understand it. Mm -mm. Well, I feel the same about yours. Yeah, I've had a jealousy of yours for mm -hmm. a long time. I think yeah. this is one of the times where I was because we've taken a break for a while mm -hmm. that I relaxed the jealousy and the I want what James gets and just went. I'm going to take what I can get and I'll just, I will just tell you what it is. Right. You know, and uh, it, that, uh, allow it gifted me, allowed me these things that I very quickly and aggressively was seeing. Mm -hmm. Um, cause it's never going to be the same, you know, and it's, it's hard cause I want to go oddly enough, watch a fucking planet of light aliens die. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. I just want to know that I can and have, but it's, yeah. yeah it, so it's interesting that we have a mutual, uh, envy of each other's experiences. Yeah. I think, um, I think how we perceive these, uh, visions are kind of, it's because of who we are. You know, for, for me, I'm a more, uh, logical and, and like r kind of like rigid type of personality where like I like structure mm -hmm. you that's know that's why you're behind I, the camera yeah that's <laughs> why so I'm behind the camera a lot yeah and like usually this is how our, our, our uh, film relationship goes it's like you have you have ideas like I have an idea I don't know what you know like a da 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 and I I instantly know how to put that into like the real world mm -hmm. where it's like in your head it's like I, I see this picture and it's supposed to look like this I'm like okay well, we're going to need a rig for that. Mm -hmm. We're going to need this light and that light goes here. And then I know how to physically turn that into a physical thing mm -hmm. where we can make that actually make it work. Mm -hmm. And then you can kind of, you can find, you fine tune it once the scaffolding is up. You say, okay, now I want to yeah, look more like I this. Yeah, see it and, and yeah. do this. Yeah. So and and kind of vice versa, like when, uh, when we trade off, when you do more of the directing or the writing, the amount of time to like push that further, just go, just let loose. Yeah. Like you come with a very rigid, specific idea. I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, that did work. But I also, based on what you've told me, I know what you're trying to achieve. So how are you going to drive that? Like get it, get it further, yeah. get it out there, expound. And I can, and you always kind of have to go, oh yeah. And then like really take that time where I'm just a loose, like I'm just throwing everything at the wall and seeing it. And I can't tell you what any of it is. Like <laughs> we both find that. Yeah. That's that actually, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So it's like, it, I would imagine that you're in this ethereal plane and you're just running around like, Oh, there's this thing. Uh, there's this over there. Oh, yeah. uh, there's like, you're just, there's a, Oh, there's a thing over here. Look, look at this guy. Oh, he's crazy. He's just a amorphous blah, blah. You know, where is, is me. It's like, I, 
I also just, I sit there and I kind of, I don't really push out. I kind of just let it come to me. Yeah. You know, so I'm, I'm not like uh, trekking outward. Yeah. You know, I'm letting things come in and whatever comes in, it's just like, I'll just dictate it. It doesn't mean that I understand it. And, you know, I just, I just get more comfort with it, (laughs) which we've said many times I do not. (laughs) It's even like, cause you, and you have an advantage that I don't, uh, in these scenarios, you brought me into this world, uh, Mm -hmm. which is probably why it worked so well the first time. Cause I was just like, you want me to what? (laughs) (laughs) Fine. I don't care, man. (laughs) Whatever. I got 20 minutes to burn. (laughs) But like you, you've been doing, uh, um, what's the, whatchamacallit projection, astral projection. Like you try to do astral projection. You try to do, uh, the, the sleep, uh, Uh, thing. uh, Uh, Lucid dreaming. Lucid dreaming. Um, yeah, I do, uh, um, uh, remote viewing, Mm -hmm. control remote viewing. I try to do that as well. And that, that has the remote viewing aspect doing that has helped me. Because it, it teaches you to be more objective and to just state something and then move on. Mm-hmm. And you don't, don't stay with it too long or else it'll just poof, it'll disappear. And also don't, tr- don't try to um, dissect it in the moment. Just say, just like, mm, this is what this is. And then you move on. Um, it also, also helps you with like um, staying away from like nouns and things like that. Um, so that's where my head is, and like I'm a different type of viewer than you are. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you are. I think yours is a little bit more high octane. <laughs> it's a gentle pull. way to put it. No, I am demanding the universe <laughs> bends to my will at all moments because I can't uh, look help at myself. me, monster. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like face. I could confidently say if I could literally transport myself into that plane to those things. I wouldn't be the respectful thing I'm trying to be. I'd be like, what the fuck is going on? Where am I? What are you going to give me? This is rad. And they'd be like, you're loud. And I don't like you. And you got to go. <laughs> I'd be like, you're wait, loud. what? <laughs> Cause I'm just, I can't help it. It's always been my personality. I, I, I demand. I, that really, I don't think it makes me sound like a real jerk. I'm really not. I try to be really nice and like, welcoming to everybody else's like perspectives and how they work and really well. But if I want to achieve something like artistically or at work, I people don't like working with me sometimes because mm-hmm. I will be like, no, we're not going to sit around and hippie jerk ourselves off. We're going to yeah. get this work done. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard for me to play in this world at times. And getting I'm getting better at relaxing those elements. I'm like I'm not here to demand. I'm not here to create. I'm not here. I'm here to let the world come to me. The universe yeah. come to me. Speak to me. Give me a gift. Yeah, I think. Um... Going back to my perspective of what what I'm feeling in the moment, I'm like, man, um, like I'm I'm kind of nervous that you might be pushing it too far, and <laughs> I'm like, when do I pull him out? Mm-hmm. Do I wait till he's fully possessed to pull him out, <laughs> or do I just let him go with it? Um, because there was a couple of times it's like. I was like, I was like on the edge of my seat, and you just held up one finger because you could feel I my could tell, energy. Yeah. yeah, I know you're getting stressed in the room. You're like, eh, it, don't do it yet. You're like, I got, you, I got this, and I was like, I, I sat back in my chair because mm-hmm. I was like, okay. And I'm blind at this point. I can't see yeah. you. No, leaning. you got. I you. just know. I know you, and I can feel you, and it's just like, eh, eh, eh. I'm not, da- I'm not in danger yet. Yeah, like, we're cool. I'm like, okay, it's like, but that, like all the things you were saying, saying is just like it's, it's weird, and it's also scary when when those things like come up and they try to grab the, 
the the ping pong ball. So they try to reach under. And they tried to get underneath. That was the one like, that made me the most uncomfortable in the moment. Yeah, it's like, yeah I didn't I like because it felt like they like had a better understanding of what I was and what I was doing in that moment. They recognized right. like this isn't. I'm not in their world in, as much as I'm also in mine. So they can see that I have cans on and these ping pong balls. Like mm-hmm. they they have an awareness and that that was like oh shit. Like that made me that's scary. if I wasn't laying down, I would have jumped back. Yeah, that's scary to me that they they know enough to know that this is the method mm-hmm. that they you are perceiving them. Mm-hmm. And like, or at least that's something this. foreign to the, our creature. You yeah. know, they like that's not that's not how you show up normally. What's that in your eyes? <laughs> you know, I've seen your things before. <laughs> well, like, what, is what the fuck is that on your face? You doing? But uh, I, I guess it's like. I don't know. Do they know who humans are? Do they know what humans are? Do they? I would imagine. I think so. I'm, they don't I'm sure seem like we've... they don't know what. They just don't know maybe why or like how we work. You know, like yeah. they, they know where they can perceive us and we can't. This is again, this is all just the way it felt in the moment. And mm-hmm. even like not under the light when I felt I was being witnessed and that there was some connection being made. It felt like. And I imagine this is like when you saw the eyeball creature. Like, it didn't look at you and go, Jesus Christ, what is that? (laughs) (laughs) No. What are you doing to my house? (laughs) He was just like, oh, it's one of you. You don't belong here, you know? They have a, I think they can perceive us in a way that a lot of creatures cannot, that we can see a worm and a worm can't know Mm -hmm. what what is going, what I am in any capacity. I think it's that blocked awareness. Like, we can interact. There's something there, but we have no idea. Yeah, I mean, like you can perceive it, and it can perceive you. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, and I'm I'm sure that people have been taking mushrooms since the dawn of time, like since like caveman times. There's even like the stoned ape theory. Um, so I'm I'm pretty sure someone has traveled to these places and gone to these places, and I think they have an idea of what we are. Um. God, I was watching this thing about like the the higher dimensions, and uh, it just it just made a lot of sense, you know, um, that there's different like levels of consciousness that you can perceive, um, and that's when like when I was smudging, and then all of a sudden you've now you're in this like church, and you're in this temple, and you're in this higher plane. You're no longer in this like lower area where this like there's this like fat guy, and there's like this this blob and there's like the bear man guy and everybody's kind of hanging out in this like weird place and everybody's being really aggressive. And like, there's, um, some weird, like tool video going on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot like a tool video really was. Yeah. But now it's like, now you're in like this higher plane. So it's like, you can, you can travel to these different locations, which, um, stay tuned for future episodes because, um, what I want to do in the future is have, uh, a viewer have like some mobile Gansfeld unit where they can actually get up and walk around. Mm. So right. imagine like you were, you were laying on the bed, but imagine if you were able to just like get up and move to the right, like five feet. Mm-hmm. How would and that then, change yeah. your perspective? Yeah. Like I said, I was laying down and always felt like I was laying down in the view. Yeah. Yeah. So you're kind of like your, your manifestation of your physical self, your mental self was exactly the same you were laying down people like looking over you like what are you doing here weirdo right (laughs) like yeah if we could do if in that moment i could have also been able to like sit up into the light too would that have changed my perspective like would i have had a different interaction and view Mm -hmm. though you know 
completely amorphous, would I have a different view uh, of their world and their yeah. way in them? And I also thought too, when I was sitting there, I was like, what if I stuck my hand out all of a sudden into the area where you're describing? That could be interesting too. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you see. don't interact within the light, if you interact around the light. Yeah. And if I, and making sure like that you were recorded in that moment so we can mm -hmm. see the, how it works with me. But yeah, if that, that could be interesting. I'd be, I'd be done. Yeah. Cause we, we did have a little bit of that with Cato during my birthday party. We, she was the viewer at the time. And then she started describing things and like everybody was kind of sitting in a circle. And then like I walked over and I completed the circle and I think, and that's when she was like, whoa. And she kind of leaned back a bit, I think, cause we were like creating like a circle of energy and she mm -hmm. sensed that, uh, where she was like, Oh, <laughs> what, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> went south. Yeah. Later that night it got weird. Um, We've realized this is not a toy. Eh, yeah. Dis the disclaimer, kids. Yeah. Yeah, Gansfeld is not a toy. No. Don't play with it. I, I'd say don't play with don't don't um, expect things when you're going into it. Don't don't be a jackass. Like <laughs> first and foremost, <laughs> going it going to it with respect and go into it with. Um, the notion on your mind that you were there to to learn and to observe and uh, be a peaceful being in their space, then um, it won't fuck with you. You know, I think I think if you bring if you bring that wrong kind of energy to them, they're gonna bring that wrong kind of energy right back at yeah, you. Yeah, makes sense. Slap you right back yeah. in the face. You mm -hmm. know, why wouldn't so. they? <laughs> Energy is reciprocated, yeah, of course. It's just like anybody else, like you get in someone's face, like like with the ghost shows, like one of the... Ghost bro. Ghost bro. Bro ghost. Come out and say hello. God, Zach Baggins. Oh, man. Uh, like I want to like him. At times he's interesting and sometimes he's such yeah. a bro douche. Yeah. So I was watching a different like ghost hunting show and they're like, so let's say you just went into someone's house and it was a house party and it was like, hey, fucker, somebody touch me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Everybody would be like, who's this dude? <laughs> you, probably wouldn't have, <laughs> you probably wouldn't have anybody interacting with Not you. Not nicely. <laughs> like, knock a book off yeah, your shelf. Fuck like, you. Fuck you. I'm going to move your chair. Asshole, you know? But especially when someone's like been stuck in that house and they're dead and they've been here for a hundred years. And someone goes like, come on, bro, just touch me. Like, who's this jackass? Right. Like, I can't leave this house. You're a dick. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Why are you fucking with I'm me? I'm already dead. You think I'm stoked? <laughs> <laughs> On that point, have you ever had any um, uh, interactions with, with, with people? Was, was it all just um, entities and amorphous blobs? And yeah, nothing, nothing was literal. Like I said, I could pick up in their personalities. Yeah. Uh, I could, I could tell that there was different, some kind of creature that had some kind of, you know, personality energy that I could pick up on. Mm -hmm. Um, no, um, in all of our sessions and even just like, if I was just, you know, casually taking something, no, I don't ever really, I don't have any interaction in that way. And maybe it's uh, my atheist personality not seeking in that way. But no, yeah, I've never really had anything like that. You seem to have more of that. Yeah, there was one um, interactive uh, Gansfeld session like during my birthday party where I felt like I was transported to like a like heaven realm uh, or what felt like heaven. But again, these were... 
they didn't have shape. Mm-hmm. They were just kind of thought forms, um, I'd say. And that's when they all like came in and started hugging me and was like congratulatory. And it felt really warm to be there, but there wasn't no, there wasn't, they were kind of individuals, but a collective at the same time. Mm-hmm. And no one was, um, specifically like an outline, you know, it was just like, like you said, it was just, I was just detecting personalities. Um, I've definitely seen like pictures of a situation happening, but again, it's not interactive. I'm more passive with that. Um, I don't think I've ever really seen a ghost during these Gansfeld sessions. Um, no, not really. Everything's very like, again, amorphous and we seem to be <laughs> heading towards like less paranormal and more like spiritual and we're, we're going to like... that, man. We're all going <laughs> oh, that. Please. I think what's what's so fascinating, and I'll I'll try to be brief about like what you're attempting to do here and why I'm so fascinated by it. Sorry, I was a little far back from the mic. Is if no one's ever heard of any of these things, you're just like, okay, cool, you're doing that thing that you heard about. We're doing a lot of different things that you've heard about. You have yeah. taken things uh, that you've learned along the line and mm-hmm. kind of conjoined them. You're like, okay. Yeah. There's Gansfeld, and then there's remote viewing, mm-hmm. and then there's the and like, and you just, and then, and I imagine it was also with your history of uh, of the lucid dreaming, like mm-hmm. you just kind of, kind of did it in your own way, started to get a vibe, and then you just started peacemaking what worked. So there's a level of spirituality here to some yeah. extent. There's yeah. a level of this. There's a level of hallucinogenics. Like mm-hmm. it's a smattering. So to not incorporate spirituality, though, like it's not our personality, it would still be. Uh, it's we, it's got to be involved. Everything's involved. Oh, we yeah. don't know what anything's going yeah. on here. It's it's more like a, 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 a more metaphysical than any kind of like uh, religious type of thing. It's it's more spiritual and not really like a religious. I wouldn't call it that, but mm-hmm. but I guess there was at some point someone was like, "Hey, man, I was I was up." on the mountain and I wrote down all this shit and this bush talked to me and everybody was like, what the fuck are you talking yeah, you about? Fucking hippie weirdo. What there was a about? bush on fire that told you things. Okay. I that called out of work the other day for the same reason. They did not believe me. They're <laughs> like, what? I was like, I've been to the mountaintop. <laughs> um, but I think we'll, uh, we'll take a break there and then we come back. We'll talk about more of that crazy night. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Bye. All right. Now we're recording again. Back from our break. How was uh, how was the Squarespace ad? Was it good? Squarespace. Squarespace. I Give us was for, uh, for purple mattresses. I don't know. <laughs> purple, purple pillow. All podcasts have the same commercials. It's very <laughs> yeah. bizarre. Um, but yeah, now we're going to go into the second part. John was brave enough to do two sessions that night. Uh, the first one was an open session, um, without any kind of intention. Um, of course we got all kinds of craziness. Um, but the second, second, um, part of that was a remote viewing session under the Gansfeld. Um, and this one was a little bit more, uh, controlled. I think you had a little bit more, um, agency instead of like floating around yes um so you want to talk about first impressions of that um viewing 
um, I want to do two things with it because mm -hmm. it was, uh, again, it was a bit of a learning lesson. Uh, we do a lot of repetition on the show because we're talking about crazy, weird nonsense that sure. most people haven't heard of. Uh, so we apologize. But um, I, being that it's your experiment, tell them what the experiment is and its intent, and then I'll kind of, yeah, I'll go from there. Okay. So there's two two things going on. There's there's the Gansfeld, which is um, a, an experiment to uh, kind of uh, understand like telepathy or psychic ability and controlled remote viewing was a program uh, developed by the U.S. military and uh, Stanford Research Institute and the Russians <laughs> and the Russians to uh, um, for like spy work. So in this particular session, we are mixing those two methodologies. So John has a target, um, which he has no previous knowledge of. Um, it's in a sealed envelope, and there is a eight-digit uh, coordinate number that is assigned to that target. And the, uh, the mission that he had was to discern what the information is inside the envelope. So he's supposed to relay that back to me. Um, whereas this is, this is different than the open Gansfeld session where it's like, Whatever comes to you, you just say it, you just, and then you state it and you move on. This is more like you're trying to psychically place your mind into that envelope and then retrieve the information that's inside the envelope. I was blind to the envelope too because I had forgotten what the uh, information was inside. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I would say that you did uh, exceptionally well. But with this particular target, there wasn't feedback. Um, and just to throw a note out there, if you do remote viewing sessions, you should have some sort of feedback so that you can um, check and see if your work was, was correct, if your data what was What do you mean correct. by feedback? Um, so the target I gave you was, um, it was written out in Word. It was the, uh, the planet Venus, and I think like a billion years ago, mm. the surface of the planet Venus a million years ago. That's not something we can verify, <laughs> at least not right now. Um, if I were to give you, like, uh, describe the signing of the Declaration of the Independence, you know, or something mm -hmm. like that, we can actually go back and we can see who was there, what they were doing, you know, it, things like that. That That's verifiable, and th that has feedback. Um, if you give yourself something that doesn't have feedback, you can't really tell if you were on target or not, or if you're, you're correct or not. And, uh, getting that feedback is essential to like psychic growth and like knowing if you're, and knowing in yourself, like if you're on point or not, like you'll know when you kind of stray off target and you start describing things that are not inside the envelope. Um, which we can talk about in another episode too, but I think the Gansfeld actually assists in control remote viewing very, very well because it reduces the signal to noise ratio. But I just said a bunch of crazy stuff, so yeah, yeah, <laughs> we'll yeah, just yeah. a bunch yeah. of jargon. I just threw a bunch of jargon. Nah, at said, you, so. This is how I feel. Welcome <laughs> to my life. Uh, so yeah, that was. Uh, and um, um, what's the purpose of the uh, the code, the number code that you put on each envelope? Well, it used to be. Um, Back in the early days of the Stargate program, uh, Stargate Grill, Grill Flame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they called it Stargate Grill Flame. It had a bunch of different names. Um, but the purpose of that was actually like coordinates of latitude and longitude. But then they, they slowly became to realize that the numbers don't really 
mean anything that you so you can just like type out a um a digit coordinate and it's just assigned to that target and it doesn't really mean anything that the numbers are meaningless except that the only thing that it means is that it's attached to focus to yeah to yeah. focus the viewer on that so um the numbers don't really mean a whole lot there's not meaning inside of those numbers um it's just to focus your mind on that so that you can uh, develop what is called a gestalt. Um, you'll get an ideogram from those numbers, and then you'll start to um, probe that ideogram, which you were doing without even telling me, me telling you how to do that, which I don't know how you figured that out. Mm, I don't know. Um, but when you make that, that physical connection after you write those numbers out, um, now you have like something to point your mind towards that. Um, so yeah, the, the numbers are, they don't mean anything. Um, uh, which, which if you're doing this by yourself and you're creating your own targets, I would say use a random number generator and don't use the same number for a new target or else you'll corrupt the data. So and also, too, like when you're doing this, when you're in the feedback stage, the person who is viewing, that's the first person who should see the feedback or you're going to get to. There's a lot of different rules developed by, <laughs> by SRI. and Rules also <laughs> on an exceptionally soft science of nonsense. So, you know, yeah, yeah. that's why we've made our own rules. We've applied rules from other a smattering right. of different things. It's kind of but, amalgamation. But yeah. also, like, if you're going to try and say, hey, I did this, and then tell your friends or make a podcast, mm-hmm. you kind of got to have rules so that you can prove that you did something. You know, Right. There's structure. Yeah, and if you make a mistake, it'll be like, oh, it's not real. It's not, yeah, yeah no, uh, I know. I don't know what the <laughs> hell I'm talking about. Um, oh, what else was I going to say? I don't know. Well, I can just start launching yeah. into what I what happened. Um, okay, yeah. Let's talk about it. So the the sentence was, describe the planet Venus one million years ago. I'm going to double check that because I took a double picture of it. <laughs> Which is also interesting because the... So it's not the first time that we've done uh, this. And in, uh, in the first episode, we discussed... Um, uh, the first time that I attempted this with the with the uh, well, the magazine, with, yeah. yeah, with with the with the, the Manila envelope with the code on everything he's mm-hmm. talking about, um, it was a it was a magazine that had images, yeah, um, and I was picking up on more moderate literal things. Like I was like, oh, I see water, fisheye lens, ropes, this man, like all these things. Whereas this was a statement, um, so I had uh, I didn't I couldn't pull the same literal, and that really I think showed right. in the results. Yeah, which means like you can you can have like usually you can you can print out uh, pictures. Um, that you've downloaded from Google. You can, uh, I, I usually like to tear out pages of a magazine while I'm blindfolded and then I stuff them into an envelope. I know it sounds weird, but it helps to keep me from, if you're listening to this podcast, it <laughs> came for the weird man. Yeah. It helps me from, uh, doing what is called front loading. Front loading is when you're aware of what the target is before you try to view it. And everybody like really frowns on that because your conscious mind is just going to try to guess the entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I've always had you blind to everything. Yeah. And, and to a certain extent, I was also blind to the target. It was a double blind uh, experiment. It's usually what we're doing so that I can't influence you subconsciously. Like if you were sitting across from me 
and you start to pick up on something, I would be like, hmm, oh, yes. Maybe not that obvious, but you would see my body kind of move and twitch and you'd be like, okay, that's the right answer. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because, yeah, so that's why it's good to have your monitor be blind to the target as well as the viewer to be blind to the target. So then if you're blind to the target, you're good. You're going to do it. But, I mean, sometimes you're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days. You're yeah, have, have I off, mostly you know? don't pull this off. <laughs> we just had some really... Uh, when it happens, it's so on point. I can't... Mm-hmm. I'm the skeptic here. Yeah. When it happens, it's it works too well that I can't say... I can't call bullshit. And mm-hmm. then I get mad and I walk around yelling and James <laughs>, laughs at me. And then he convinces me to do a podcast. Like, uh, it's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, 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 yeah, I don't even know. It's hard to describe what it is, but it's, it is made a skeptic, uh, a confused believer on this end of the mic. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this particular one, it wasn't a picture. It was a, it was a statement. It was a question. Well, more of a statement. Cause it says a leading Des- statement. <laughs> yeah. Uh, describe the surface of the planet Venus one billion years ago. That was specific, specifically what I wrote on the paper. Um, so what started to come in, the first things that, that John said were uh, naked breasts. And no, no, no. The first no? thing was the black paint. Oh, that, well, I thought that, no, that comes, that comes Is that later. it? You listened to it more recently. That's yeah, what I remember that, being first. Yeah, the, the paint comes later. Oh, okay. I remember that being yeah. first. So the first thing was, um, well, again, fractals, and then it felt, and then it feels like a lobby. Um, mm-hmm. yep, and then, yep, yep. then it starts to feel like a womb, and then it feels like breasts, um, and then um, the fractals became more nature-like and soft and curvy and less... Mm-hmm. Less geometric, yeah. Specifically, is what yeah. you said. Um, the the first the first round of the day, um, everything felt more uh, charged and aggressive, and like I was being monitored as much as I was, you know, looking in. And there was like literal, like wide-shouldered shadows flexing. Um, fractals tend, and because they're geometric, tend to be very sharp, mm-hmm. uh, and everything was. There was a lot of what could only be described as a male energy. Cause by the time I got into the second session, I very quickly started saying, Oh, this, you know, like I keep describing it as like, it feels like I'm in a warm skin thing that keeps mm-hmm. changing shape. Like I've called it a worm and a lot of different stuff. That was the first time I went, Oh, I feel like I'm in a womb situation. Yeah. Like I started saying womb, breast, femininity curves, like the fractal softened, the energy of whatever I was in softened. And even at one point, I kind of laugh and go, I apologize, but what just happened to the shape is everything went very vaginal mm-hmm. all of a sudden. And like, yeah. sure, I, I can be very uh, open with my sex and sexuality, but it's not ever really come into any of these experiments. I've never really had that before. So it really stuck out in both uh, the essence of like what I was feeling uh, and as well as the imagery at all kept going that way like we all well i hope we all know what a vagina looks like mm-hmm. it had that and not like we were talking you know majora and menorah we're talking mm-hmm. like multiple full we're all i'm trying to be so gentle and nice right here i apologize but like yeah it, like it it though not specific not really just looking at a at a woman's uh vagina or a person's vagina it had all of that essence and shape and vibe and it was kind of 
ebbing and flowing within that mm-hmm. way, uh, which because I didn't know when the envelope was, I was just throwing it out as I saw it. Yeah, which I, I was, it was really interesting when we, when we took it out of the envelope um, to see that it was the planet Venus. And that word specifically, Venus. Femininity. Meaning femininity. Men from Mars, women are from Venus. All yeah. that, even back to Greek history, you know. Yeah, the etymology of, of Greek history is like, yeah, that's the word they described. Feminine and, and like female sexuality and, and like the body parts of a, of a woman is like is Venus, you know. Um, there's even that famous painting of Venus. Um, I think it's called The Birth of Venus. Or it's something. The yeah. Birth of Venus, yeah. Um, yeah, and it's like curvaceous and and you know seductive and warm stuff yeah so that's that's the old school like term venus so like your subconscious mind is like okay he's asking for yeah how do we expound upon how do how do we how do i explain that and like if you don't share the same language you know like we talked about the subconscious mind doesn't have language to use mm-hmm. so it's got to tell you in a way that you understand and even if it you did know? literally show me the surface of venus however many years ago do you think i have a language for what i just saw like right now as far as i know venus is mostly a gaseous ball yeah uh at some point there's theory that uh venus had more of uh an earth-like mm-hmm. status that then was destroyed for whatever reason and became this thing that it is now I wouldn't have where I wouldn't be like, yeah, that's Venus, bro. Like I wouldn't know what to call it. I would just I would say a bunch of things. So however, you know, I see sand and dirt and this and that. And I'd come out of it and be like, I don't maybe. Mm. Like this I think, I hope are I guess in the situation that whatever my brain or whatever I was communicating with, whatever the link that draws me to what is in this envelope, whether it's an outside source or just whatever is a, a attainable through our own brains in Mm -hmm. this capacity was putting it in my language. It was saying, okay, this is the question and I can't answer that (laughs) in a way that it makes sense. What do we know of Venus? Bam, there it was. Yeah. So that, that is one thing that, that I can verify, uh, within this Uh, other stuff. I can't really tell you what the surface looked like a billion years ago. Cause uh, I don't, I'm not that cool. You know, is Uh, that really what it is? (laughs) Is it cool factor? I'm not a cool guy. Brad Pitt knows exactly what the surface of Venus looked <laughs> like eighty-two cool. billion he's years cool, ago. He's, he's cool, cool as shit. Yeah. Um, but no, we just don't. We just don't have that information available to us. But I can confirm that you said vaginal, and I can confirm that the Greek word for vagina is Venus. Mm-hmm. So, but. Okay, so you're still skeptical, audience. You're still, you're still, <laughs> you want, you still want proof, huh? <laughs> so the next thing you say is, well, burnt sienna, orangish. Uh, you start getting uh, describing colors, and then you said paint splatters, and you said what, specifically black splatters on a white background. Yeah, and I I uh, tried to uh, lean more into it, the description, and I said it reminds me more of spray paint mm-hmm. than. Like if you, you know, throw splaint, splaint, paint splatter with like a brush, you're going to get a lot more of a drip effect. Yep. And I say this because I love painting a lot. Like you're going to get more drips, you're going to get more mess. And like you can, when you do it with spray paint, it tends to just hit and stick and dry exactly where it is. It can be, you know, very, you'll get more circles than drips a lot of the time. And that's how I tried to lean into it. Mm-hmm. And then we moved on. It was a quick hit. And then we just fucked off and started getting into a lot of other things. Yeah. But what did I do with the pen? 
the marker. So originally, I was just going to give you a pen, but they're like, I was like, oh, I have a sharpie. You want a sharpie? Yeah, okay, I'll use a sharpie. So, and what you're doing is you're kind of you're kind of drawing on the outside of the uh, envelope while you're laying down and, and trying to perceive this um, this envelope. Normally, I would just rewrite the numbers over and over again. That was kind of your first lesson to me. Yeah, yeah, I just copy the numbers down and try to try to get a sense of the numbers or try to create a gestalt. Um, it, sometimes it's hard for uh, new people to create a gestalt, so that's why I just said repeat the numbers. Um, but that seemed to work. But this, you were using a Sharpie on the envelope, and then it bled through the envelope, and it started to bleed through onto the paper. Mm-hmm. So- my, so my, it was weird. So my process normally, like I said, is I just keep writing the numbers, and then at a certain point when I kind of just feel like I'm grooving, I mm-hmm. will stop writing. I'll just, but I'll always keep some point of contact on the envelope, uh, yeah. uh, just like a hand or whatever. This time we were in such a, like a groove. I was doing a lot of like, I just feel this, I want to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I grabbed the envelope. It's like, I don't really want to write the numbers. And I put the, uh, for the first time I put the envelope on my chest and I had the Sharpie in my hand and then I just held the Sharpie also to my chest. I wasn't writing the numbers. And then at times I felt um, compelled to just kind of draw, to scratch on there. At times I was trying to illuminate kind of James to what I was seeing. I don't remember exactly what, but I was like, I see a little bit of this. It kind of looks like this. And I try and draw it out. And then I remember recognizing it, not recognizing why I felt compelled to do it, um, but still kind of doing it. At times I would hold the, uh, the felt tip of the Sharpie down against the envelope and I wouldn't move it. I just hold it in one spot. And I, I felt in a sense, like I didn't want to break the connection by removing the pen. I wanted to keep it located. So if I felt the draw need again, I would go. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I would get back into drawing. Sometimes I would kind of forget about it. Sometimes I would keep it placed in. And I would just go and go and go. And that was, I would say, of my focus was the least important thing happening. I was mm-hmm. making note of it, um, but I wasn't focusing on what I was drawing or why. I was just there to connect, to, to, uh, to just keep physically activating with what was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but by the time um, the paint splatter vision hit and moved on, that was like, that was pretty early on, uh, early to mid. And then I just kept going in a lot of different directions and slowly towards the end stopped interacting more and more mm-hmm. with the Sharpie. So when we pulled it out of the envelope, it is, uh, James has written this, um, wrote this on a computer and printed it out on computer paper. So it's just mm-hmm. a quick sentence, like he said, about Venus in the top left corner. The rest of it is a full white piece of paper. And the first thing I noticed, there was a splatter of black ink from the Sharpie on the paper that was in many different sizes. And it happened to be where I was leaving the pen for longer periods of time while sketching or in between sketching. James has a photo of it. And the first thing I noticed when I pulled it out, I said, that's the black paint splatter I saw. Like no drips, intentional splatter in like an angle. And it absolutely freaked. I actually didn't realize the Venus connection at first because the splatter startled me so much. Yeah. That's that's what I noticed. I didn't notice the splatter at first, but I saw the word Venus, and I was like, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> yep. Wow. 
And weirdly enough, this one's all documented. Yeah, it, it's you all got, it's all recorded. It's all in the recording. Four. You got video um, and audio. Yeah, I took a little bit of video. There's it's mostly audio. So if you if you want to go back to episode four, check that out. Um, it's all it's all documented. Like yes, this time we did it. Mm-hmm. We did it. We documented this time. Yeah. Um, later you did go to, go on to describe more um, visceral things, um, which I see. I see this happening laying out as a story, but this is my own interpretation. Ooh, go! I'm intrigued. Um, so what I'm what I'm interpreting here is that you, you you started to get '80s vibes. There was like a mall. There was mm-hmm. like kids playing at this mall, and then it I switches. Got a lot of like '80s throwback. Yeah, '80s. Which why I said I just went off. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was in a whole different world after that. So and then from there, and like you described a food court and like a, the the very '80s decor, '90s decor. Um, and then from there. I noticed a turn because you started to say um, now you're getting sharp vibrations and you're seeing tremors. Mm-hmm. After that, you said the sentence, um, I'm feeling a sadness that is not my own, which kind of was like, Jesus Christ. Startling. It was startling. Um, but then you start to describe a very aggressive and tech forward, forward futuristic world. Mm-hmm. And then so then there's like, Military bases that look like the the bases on the game Halo, um, tech everywhere, sad. And actually, I I guess this is weird too because this was more literal, but it's like mm-hmm. flashes of literal. It's not like I landed on a planet that's dying. This is not I'm seeing an eyeball monster. This is like I get it, like I I guess I describe it a lot as when you like look at lights and then you close your eyes and you can still see them there mm-hmm. that's how these images hit like i'm not just yeah. like i'm standing on a military base i'm in a mall i get flashes like and yeah. i said like i see a fountain that reminds me of a mall mm-hmm. you know just those really tacky weird fountains I was like and it looks a little older maybe a little 80s oh i see like people dress like they're in the 80s and it's just like it's a flash i'm not seeing their reaction they're not walking past me this isn't like a it i'm not there it's it's like it's some, I don't know, it's hard. It's like I'm getting smacked with it and then it's out. So I can't it's stick with the details out. and pull any more out of that. But I, for some reason, the '80s clothes and aesthetic was way more locked in than I usually get. Yeah, and I, I just going back over all the details of this, and I, I wrote them all down as I was editing uh, today. And I like I'm seeing a narrative here. So you have this like girls at the mall like teenagers like hanging out chilling and everybody's in the, everybody's happy it's the 80s everybody's cool and then something happens sharp vibrations tremors and then all of a sudden we start to see this like tech forward imagery i think something ha- there was a society this is my theory mm-hmm. there was a society society that was developed up into like the 80s kind of whatever you call that you know um Everybody was happy. Then something happened, and now that drove them to this very aggressive tech-forward society. Mm-hmm. And then it ends with uh, a nuclear s- holocaust or something fucked up. Yeah, yeah. like it ends with it sadness, a, a growing, expansive, dominating um, glow across the horizon. And then at the end of it, you said it's obvious this is the end.
So it's so dark. It's so dark. It wasn't meant to be dark. Oh god. It was meant to be just a fun little thing. Sometimes on mushrooms. End of the world. Yeah. It is not the interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that was it was it was rough. Um <sighs> Yep. Another interesting thing you said was um, not our future. Yeah. Not yeah, yeah, our yeah. human being future, somebody else's future. And I felt that. It was strangely like obvious to me. Yeah. It, I guess if I could describe it, it's in the uh, uh, multiverse theory of like, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of things happen and then those choices fracture off. There's mm-hmm. a universe where the Cold War ended in nuclear holocaust and then... Yep. Uh, whatever else um you know it felt like tapping into to to view an alternative mm-hmm. like this isn't mine i'm fully a viewer no one's aware that i'm here and i'm just getting these like smatterings of vision yeah from this thing that felt familiar and foreign all at the same time the the military esque and very tech heavy would you say that is a the purpose of that was to destroy some other nation or was that yes it felt warring like um i even like the halo description because i was trying to move quick and find the words to it it had future tech but military uh essence Mm-hmm. It, it didn't, and it, like, of course, everyone's like, well, all military is this. Well, some of it is preventative, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Um, I'm not giving a whole lot of excuse to the military. We should reduce the budget. Um, but <laughs> um, but it, it, it didn't feel passive or like uh, we're trying to make society better. This felt warring, aggressive, protective. Could you see any weapons? No, it was no. more... Uh, it was more the space. It was more like a, like a base. Like you could see like when you're running, like if you're in a, like a moment, like a, we'll just go back to Halo for the shit because so many people know what that looks like. If you're just like on a part of the map where you're not fighting, there's no bodies, like you haven't seen anything yet, and you're just on one of the more military forward situations, mm-hmm. it had that like really like metallic walkways and these really strong arching like, like uh, protective barriers, but it all like... It had a masculine energy. It had a, which is interesting because we started a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's, it, it had a, a, like a military future protective things live here, but base like. Were you inside or outside? Inside. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. And you saw, so you didn't see any specific weapons uh, or bombs or I don't vehicles? believe so. I don't believe so. Just, I would have to re-listen, but I don't think I say anything like that. No, um, that wasn't. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't hear that. I was just. I was wondering if you had any. No, I don't recall. Um, so, so no suits, no vehicles, no no weapons. And, no. and at that point, that was one of the few times where I didn't see people. Like when I was still in the mall space, mm-hmm. um, I got people, and then once it got into like the, uh, I feel the end. There was less and less. Because, like, the mall is busy, and it had, like, especially Mm -hmm. in the 80s, malls were epicenters of culture, culture, air quotes. Mm -hmm. Um, But by the time I got there, it was more sparse. Um, It was more, you're within the the future, within the movement, but the people aren't there, which I didn't actually clock 
re-listening to the episode, how interesting that is. Yeah, because you do say um, it felt more vacant. Yeah. And more cold. And, mm-hmm. you know, so it's like maybe maybe a good portion of the population died. And, yeah. And now it's like everybody's a lot more aggressive now. I mean, could it could have been like earthquakes happened and had a huge depletion of resources which people fought over. And this is all saying that maybe there was a society on on Venus at some point, you know, um, that scientists do believe that there was at some point that was able to sustain life yeah. in water. And Mars and like Venus at some point. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so, but that's just, that's just my theory. Um, and that's like also, again, the problem with, with not having a good feedback based target where you can actually verify the feedback. Um, but that's just my theory is that like some, some culture lived on there and then they had a similar, um, aesthetic to ours and like the eighties aesthetic and you know, malls, you know, you never know. <laughs> and then something happened to their society and they just became very tech forward and aggressive and, and warlike and mm-hmm. then blew themselves up with nuclear bombs. Yeah. And it was, yeah. it was, um, it was personally very, um, emotional. Um, cause mm-hmm. it, this was another one of the times where I kept like, kind of giving James a I'm okay let me ride this out but mm-hmm. I, I like I said like this feels like the end and I was seeing I guess like and again the best way to describe it is kind of like the Terminator scene where she's holding on to the, mm. the, on the fence without you know the skeleton on the fence part it was just more right. like the in the distance like the when everything just turns red and like it just overwhelms the view which of course I'm under a red lamp but it just it felt desolate quiet sad the mm-hmm. end and it and you can hear me on the recording uh mentioning that i'm crying and it's there was a couple of times where I'd like tear a little bit and would kind of mm-hmm. run down and wipe it by this point it was a constant flow uh-huh. i was just <laughs> crying like i wasn't having like a oh, oh it wasn't that it was just just tears everything else was composed and aware and like listening and feeling but it was just this massive, which is, makes it almost feel more foreign. Like if you watch a movie and you tear up, you still get a little bit of the, oh, you, you, you feel it really all through your whole body. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel it like all the way through. I understood the sadness. It felt yeah. clinical. Like I knew it was there. I felt it. I felt empathetic towards mm. whatever I was viewing. Yeah. And I was defi- just like bawling my eyes out. But it wasn't that like to the core uh, sadness that like would it, it, was, it was again it was clinical it was observant sadness yeah. which I think is kind of odd and rare yeah you do. <laughs> you actually said it out loud like you said I feel a sadness that is not my own and yeah. I was like oh Jesus <laughs> oh man oh fuck <laughs> oh like oh like this just got really dark yeah <laughs> <laughs> yep but yeah. So, like I said earlier, I just kept wanting to see a planet die because you put it in my brain, and then I fucking did. You did, and I didn't like it. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, I got well. At, at some point in the future, uh, they're gonna go to Venus and they're gonna dig some stuff up, and maybe they'll find some evidence. But that's hundreds of years. From yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be dead by so, then. So it's not like anyone so, can say I was right. Yeah. If you're listening to this podcast in the year 2209. Uh, I was right. You're welcome. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so we're speaking to you from the past. 
uh, hope you find something cool. And maybe Elon's brain is attached to a, a Android at that point. Uh, <laughs> if he is, hey, kick his ass for me. <laughs> Noxious prick. Uh, man, you think he'd be weirder as an Android or just be just as weird? He's, he can only get weirder, I imagine. <laughs> Do I like space travel? Yes. Would I also rather just like feed the poor? Yeah. Like, oh, I don't know. Anyways, yeah, that's a different yeah. podcast. Anyway, yeah, so, yeah, there we go. We did our analysis of, of those two sessions, which that was a lot to unpack. Holy shit. That's why we had it to make it into a whole other episode. Yeah, um, or else, like a month. Yeah, or else that, that one episode would be like two hours long. But, yeah. all right, we'll take a little break, and then we'll come back to our next topic. Yeah. All right, now we're back from our break again. Take so many breaks. Long episode too, my God. The, this is a long episode. There's a lot to talk about with that yeah. last episode from that that last uh, experiment. Yeah, the last one we did was a bit of a doozy. I was uh, nervous to talk about this. This is the first time I've been uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. I I can understand why. Yeah, yeah. it's it's just so like otherworldly, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and there's no way to really describe it. Like, hey, I was on vacation. I went to Germany. You know they have hot dogs too. Oh, cool mustard, but yeah, <laughs> this yeah, is yeah. not nah. <laughs> and like when we were doing it earlier, even the the first experiment uh, experiment where I you know had the results with the envelope, mm-hmm. I could bring it up comfortably. Like this thing happened, and it was crazy, and I can't explain it. But you know what? It was the mushrooms. You can just like, what were you doing? Oh, we took mushrooms. We decided to do a thing. It's whatever. And they're like, oh, that's interesting. That's cool. I never heard of anyone do that. End of discussion. Mm -hmm. This I don't know how to talk about. It's so, like, because it felt so much, it meant so much. Like, even just like what we, I watched, you know, a planet die and I cried and like, and it, to me, it felt incredibly real. Yeah. That's really hard to then go tell anyone. Like, I don't mind doing it with this because this is cool. I'm hoping that anyone oh, yeah. who is here is intrigued and wants to know. But, like, just bringing it up, everyone's going to think you're a freaking crazy person. That's what's cool about the podcast is because this is, this is definitely going out to a niche audience. And I think people will enjoy it once they listen to it. Yeah. But if we, we were just on our own and we did it, I come over your place. And then we do that session, and then I have this otherworldly, strange paranormal experience. Like I can't tell anybody about that. I can't mm. tell anybody about the about the goat mm-hmm. god experience, which because... hilariously happened at a party. Well, that one was by ourselves. True. No. Yeah. yeah it was the yeah. planet. It was the, the planet. planet was at a yeah. party. Yeah. So like we're yeah. in uh, it, it, we're in what is my room, but it's also in the basement. So mm-hmm. it's really tucked away from everyone's activities. Yeah. We're like, oh, you know, we'll do a quick thing and go back to the party. And then everyone, I remember that day. And then for a little while afterwards, everyone kept saying, James seemed a little off. I think he's fine. He's fine. Don't worry. He's like, he had a thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Obliterating him. Like, yeah, I'm like, it's hard to have, you know, fun after that happens. It's, you can't tell anyone. You just got to suck it up and get back to whatever. Yeah. It's, which is why we do it different now. Um, but yeah, it's, it's fun to finally talk about this fully and in whole and hope that someone wants to hear it uh, without, I don't know, all of the, the social pretext that makes it uncomfortable it's yeah. bizarre yeah because if you're at a party and you mention this to somebody you're like hey what are you doing you know what's you know what'd you do this weekend like well this is what i did and people look at you like okay all right 
You're okay. weird. Yeah, you're a weirdo. I don't know if we're going to talk anymore. Yeah, they probably they think you're weird. You think you're crazy. They think you're making it up for, for attention and or something like that. But you know, and of course, like you know, we talked about how people want answers, and they, there's no answers. Yeah, straight facts. With this guy. Yeah, no, we got nothing. <laughs> All we can say is like, hey, do you want to try it? And I would imagine that is going to be a lot of no, yeah. no, I don't. There's going to be a lot of no's. Yeah. yeah, people are going to be like. No. You want me to be partially deaf and blind laying on a stranger's bed on possibly a hallucinogen? You know what? No. <laughs> I'm not, not going to do that uh, at all. Yeah. Um, I get it. Like, I, I'm not going to judge anyone for that. But yeah, it's, it's a hard, it's a, it's a tall ask. Yeah. The, the type of caliber I, I think I would look for to be a guest on the show if we're going to um, continue to have new guests. And if you want to like, be a guest, please email. Yeah, email us uh, Gansfeldfiles, uh podcast at gmail.com if you want to be a guest. Um, if you want to try out the Gansfeld um, <laughs> and see how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, we can try and guide you over a Zoom call. Yeah, yeah if you want to like do it over Zoom, like we, we yeah. can try to do that. I think I think like mostly ghost hunters would be interested in this kind of thing. Or yeah, people maybe. who are like psychonauts and they, they like to, mm-hmm. um, people who like to, to meditate, people who like to try to reach higher realms and yeah. stuff like that. Um, but I think uh, the other thing we talked about was this, uh, I intuited um, from what you were saying during that last session that this method that we're using is kind of like, it's not a key, it's more like a crowbar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was it, my that was my analogy. It feels very oh man, it, it feels very very rough and um barbaric. Yeah. The way we're doing it, yeah. which I think the way you're supposed to do it is be um surrounded by monks chanting and uh, yeah. reach the higher Yeah, in the jungle with a shaman in a tent. Yeah. Yeah, something for no. This is more like kicking the door in and screaming, "I'm here!" Farting across the universe. That should be the name of this podcast. podcast. Yeah, farting across the universe with James Whalen. (laughs) You're welcome. I'm a genius. Yeah, that's great. But like, man, that's (sighs) that's how it always starts. Is just Mm. with a with even uh, I hate the 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 childhood science class. I'm like, and then an apple dropped on his head and he found gravity. Like just, but even if you want to play into that, it's something about the way the world works sparks that intrigue and then you go even if it's something silly like that or what we originally this was just for shits mm-hmm. you know just yeah, you just had an fun. idea and yeah. you asked me to do it knowing that I'm weird enough to say hell yeah <laughs> and I did and yeah. now it's like oh this this stuck with us this has yeah. intrigued us to a point where we can't give clear answers, but we know there's something uh, attainable or at least something to discuss mm-hmm. within it, and it's worth trying. I think I think it is. I think it's um, the podcast is mostly just for entertainment value, but it's also we're kind of seeking knowledge and any any knowledge that I can find, mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to share it with the rest of yeah. humanity. Whether you believe me or not, I don't, yeah, who I don't cares? care. You tune if tune in if you don't if you want to. If you don't like it, you can always turn it off. <laughs> if they listen to this whole episode by now, they're not turning it off. They're uh, they're stuck, yeah. Christ. Yeah, they're committed. Um but that leads me to another topic is that 
well, like people say, okay, this is all fine and good, but what's it used for? What can you use it for? Because we think in terms of like materialistic. So, um, one, uh, practical application that has been used in the past, not specifically Gansfeld, but controlled remote viewing is to find missing persons. Yeah. 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 So, um, the, the difficulty with that is though, it's like, let's say you're doing a Gansfeld session and you're doing a control remote viewing session. You're going to tell me, and I'll say, well, where's the missing person? I won't specifically say that you'd be blind to the target, but you'd say, Oh, I'm seeing a tree. Um, there's a babbling brook and, uh, Oh, I see, uh, some leaves on the ground. Yeah. Where the fuck? Where's yeah, that? Come on now. <laughs> I live in a city where there's not babbling brooks, and I can still kind of point you somewhere. I don't know. You know, go to this park, yeah. check that out. Like, yeah. it's too vague. And I mean, also, like, you don't want to give false hope to people in those situations. Sure, like, sure. you better so, come correct or yeah. fucking shut up. You got to be really experienced. You yeah. know? And, and a lot of those, like, um, those ex-military guys, they went into businesses of their own. So some of them work for police department as a psychic remote viewer. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them do like consulting services mm-hmm. um, for businesses like some people say like what's going to be the most popular color in the year 2022 mm-hmm. and then maybe they'll go and try to find the answer you mm-hmm. know so they ba- some companies base their uh, future products or whatever they're going to roll out on those psychic predictions um, another one is like future tech where they'll ask the viewer to go go in like two or three years into the future see what people are doing then and then bring me that information to kind of, it's kind of like hmm. plagiarism. <laughs> kind of, yeah, but yeah, but <laughs> in a way, yeah. But, um, but of course, the question that a lot of people ask is lottery, um, and it's another a nut I'm trying to crack too. But <laughs> shit, me too. Tell me how. Yeah. Um, so it's like uh, numbers are the big challenge for like psychic viewers, you know. And people would say, well, if you were psychic, you would have won the lottery. And like, well, it's not that easy because, mm-hmm. like, what is uh, what is number two? A number? Yeah. Besides that, what is it? I have no it's a idea. Concept. Yeah. It's an idea. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad there was not <laughs> an a definitive answer. I'm, no, it's, I was yeah, dumb. See, there is no good answer. No, so yeah, it's like it's, it's a representative. So it's like mm-hmm. when you're trying to psychically view something, oh, yeah. you, it's not a real thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a concept. It is a placeholder. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I wouldn't like bring you a handful of stuff and be like, these are an amount you know, like, well, how many is that? I don't know. I'm, I'm dumb and I don't have language. Yeah, go um, travel Europe and try and spend money out there. It's complicated. <laughs> yeah, but it's easier to say, I have seven apples in my hand. And you're like, ah, you got seven apples. Okay, that'll be $8. I don't know how much apples cost. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but in practical terms, we use numbers to, to be representative of things. So they're not actually things. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's hard to psychic, psychically view that. that. Makes sense, yeah. There is a term called associative remote viewing. So, um, if you want to say the number one is uh, is going to be now representative, represented as Statue of Liberty. The number two is now going to be a can of beans. Hmm. So you associate that. So it's like, oh, the first number of the winning lottery number is can of beans. All right, that's number two. So that that viewer will have to try to view that association, not the number. Oh, man. So. It sounds like a pain in the ass. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass. You know, because think about like 70 different numbers you would have to associate pictures with. Because it's 1 through 70, like at least on the Illinois, Mm -hmm. like Mega Millions. 
it goes up to like 70 and I think that's where they cut it off. Um, so it could be 29, seven, 10. That's going to be really hard to, to do. Um, but something like the pick three, you could probably pull off cause it's one through 10. Um, but yeah, that's a, sounds like we got an episode to try that out. <laughs> yeah. On. We'll, we'll try yeah. yeah. We'll try to make some money on another, another episode. Um, consult service. Um, you could have a bunch of experiences and sell some books, you know, too. Um, horse track. I don't know how you would do that. I guess numbers one through eight do an association, hmm. um, yeah. horse betting. Um, another one interesting is, uh, archeological consultation. Oh, so this is what some of the ex-military viewers do. So an archaeologist is like, hey, I can't find the connection between this uh, ruin and, and this ruin. Mm-hmm. Or why would they go a thousand miles just to do this one thing? And so they use their um, uh, psychic abilities and um, the controlled remote viewing to kind of fill in the blanks. So if they say, oh, yeah, you missed a spot. And they go into a um, thing, a pyramid. That's what it's called, the pyramid in Egypt. And they say, "Oh, well, there's a room that we haven't previously discovered." So they can kind of like boost and help. Interesting. A little All bit. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't have expected that. Yeah. So um, stocks are a little bit. Stocks is the same thing as like money. So you have to make an association for that. Um, I wish we would have done this and tried to land Bitcoin about 10 years ago. That would have been nice. cool. God yeah. damn. <laughs> um, other than that, you got any ideas of what we could <sighs> practical uses for for this? Um, I guess if, because um, I don't even know where to start answering that question. <laughs> um, personally, uh, as an artist, I feel... You know, everyone has heard of writer's block before, and if anyone's ever tried oh, yeah. to create, like, yeah. there's a lot of times where you got a lot of things that you want to make. You're, you know, you're making notes. You wake up in the middle of the night, and you're like, oh, I got a fucking idea, or this and that. Like, you might have a journal full of ideas, whether it's a painting, a play, a book, whatever. But then it's sometimes um, you get that writer's block or you don't know where to go next or just nothing is clicking. It could be an opportunity to, to, you know, to find a bigger idea, something more complicated than what you're, you're landing in. Um, I know, uh, we've talked about this. I get a lot of my, uh, I get a lot of ideas like right before I'm about to fall asleep. And oftentimes Mm. it's the most frustrating because, um, uh, there's, what's that? There's that, comedian from uh minnesota that died uh in the 90s uh, mitch hedberg mm-hmm. one of my favorite jokes from mitch hedberg is um one of the hardest things about being a comedian is and i'm gonna butcher it and i apologize to anyone who's a big fan but the it's anytime the hardest thing about being a comedian is getting that idea like in the middle of the night and having to convince yourself to get out of bed so you can write it down yeah is it worth it to, and it's to, yeah. i get that all the time because i'm like yeah. almost in that sleep state so my brain is like is free and unfiltered and and you know not plagued by all my neuroses and an idea will come and i'll lay there and go oh, fuck i'm so tired i'm so i'm almost about to okay and it's and i have this like uh, duality of if i w- get up i have i'm going to wake up mm-hmm. to do this thing i'm going to be activated it's going to excite me to to figure it out cuz i like to really yeah. really beat out an idea but also if i don't get up i might lay there and do it anyways and then plague myself not doing it 
Yeah. You know, so I, it could be a way to, in a sense, achieve that method, um, but in a, in a place where I'm ready to write it down or I have someone who's listening who will write it down. Um, I could see that. Um, I, don't, I have no idea. I have no, <laughs> like what you said, like all those kind of make sense and you can yeah. kind of, you know, expound upon them. Maybe not a missing person, but a missing item. You know, someone lost their keys. You can have that. Sure. Or yeah. um, you want to know what the next big uh, uh, market is for housing or mm-hmm. I don't know, whatever. Just to like to, to grow ideas uh, from a different mindset instead yeah. of just practical application numbers um uh, uh you know when they bring a group of people and just you know uh, talk it all out or focus groups like instead of just always those rigid mentalities right a way to free form because also like what we just talked about with that second session we went from uh femininity womb to paint splatter to the 80s to the world like mm. it, it was 20 minutes, but we, I'm, I'm all over the map. Yeah. So even if it's, uh, you're just trying to come up with something cultural or product wise, like get into the zone and you might just throw a ton of ideas out that someone might latch onto and be able to run further with, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll, I only have vague answer to be honest. (laughs) I think another one would, would be, um, I guess I, I with this podcast too. I think I want to do some kind of dimensional cartography, if that makes sense. Nope. Um, okay. <laughs> so, so like 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 you were describing um, uh, what you were seeing in that in that first half, that first part of that session, uh, the open session. Like I'd like to be able to take all that data and just kind of store it somewhere, and then build upon that later, and then I say okay somewhere down the line we're going to call this the level one dimension Mm -hmm. and then we'll say okay now we can always reference back like oh i'm going to travel to the level one dimension and then i'm going to go discover some more things it's it's i kind of see it as we're like pioneers and this is like another frontier it's just consciousness is another frontier that we're you know traversing you know figuring that out and i'd and and also to define our existence oh yeah and kind of figure out like what the possibilities are. I feel like there are so many possibilities that are not, you know, we don't know about yet. They're uncovered. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah, I think that's a hard part of where we are. Um, as a society, it's, we can't go find new land, mm-hmm. at least on this earth. Obviously that's right. why, you know, certain people are trying to go, on the Mars space, like branch out. that's yeah. a whole other topic of bullshit. <laughs> yeah, um, but it, yeah, I guess it may be, maybe it, it's maybe a more free flowing way to yeah to to come up with new ideas because like once once someone strikes a chord and most specifically in a capitalistic sense, then everyone rallies around it. Yeah, internet. PC computers, mm-hmm. um, Next big thing. You know, you know, from yeah. and then you get Walkmans to iPads or yeah. iPod, iPods to every music device, iPhones, like all these things. Like there was one mind that changed the game and imagined something new, and then everyone else rallied around it. And you know, they grow the idea. They find mm-hmm. ways to to make more, stronger, faster, easier, and make more money. 
but you always kind of need that one that one person to just kind of wrench a new idea and which is what uh, you know sci-fi uh, novels and movies get a lot of credit for like they've been talking about you know talking into your watch mm-hmm. forever and yeah. video screens that you can talk to someone on live mm-hmm. and things that for a while were mind-blowing but someone could come up with it and I would say that's maybe it's just because I'm in the moment instead of looking at it historically but it feels harder now like if you look at the like in the in the earlier parts of the 1900s we're like this is the world of the future <laughs> everyone's going to have a robot in the house and we're we're all going to have flying cars like i feel there's less of that because it feels silly to to experiment with that thought like mm-hmm. there there's so many weird wild off the wall ideas they came up with back in the day of what the future would look like mm-hmm. and some were absolutely asinine silly and some of them came true, yeah. but you kind of you got to throw a lot at that dartboard before you figure out what really is going to stick and work in the future. And I feel a lot of that has been bled out of society because technology changes so insanely fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's hard to keep up. It's hard to be visionary. You're barely like you can. You're still trying to figure out how to update your computer before you're trying to come up with future tech. Mm-hmm. And yeah, sure, we got you know we as we've mentioned the Elon Musk's who were who are pushing that, but I feel it's become more of a rarity to be truly future visionary. Um, So that could be, that could be a possibility of like, let your mind roll to things that you can barely explain technologically and then try to figure out what they are, how they apply, how they're helpful, how they can be made. Like there might be a process and an opportunity in there that Mm -hmm. it breaks the mind of, everything else that's just constantly flooding your your mental space yeah. um, and distracting you to just turn that all off and just go, I don't know, what's a possibility? Yeah. Yeah, I think that, and there's a desire to turn everything into a materialistic sense. Like, what? what's the usefulness of this? And like, you know, how do we make money and how do we make more product and things like that? So maybe in the future we'll have like a less uh money driven society i mean it's possible i don't know i mean we've been money driven for a long time oh yeah so but we'll see i mean hopefully with like new technology there's less focus on money um but uh speaking of money uh like and subscribe (laughs) i'm gonna spit my beer out (laughs) that was brilliant uh yeah uh yeah we're um we're, that's, we're going to wrap up the show over there. Um, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being on the show, John. Hell yeah, man. Um, Always down. Yeah. Uh, if you got questions or you got like comments, whatever, of course, uh, Gansfeld Files Podcast dot, or at gmail.com. Um, we're also on YouTube. You know, like a, give us a like, subscribe to the channel on YouTube, uh, watch it all the way through, give us money. And money, Spotify. Money. <laughs> and Spotify. We're also on Spotify. Um, so yeah, that'll be it for this episode. Bye. Thanks again.